Hello and welcome to Better Than Super Mario Brothers, where each episode we delve into cinema's sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. Hey, Mark. What's your favorite scary movie? Showgirls. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've had that in my head all week actually. Um, yeah, and, I mean, and I'd, I'd rather have watched that. I couldn't not do that. Um, yeah. Yes, we are looking at the one and only legendary. Yeah, Showgirls. Now, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Why the fuck did we do this to ourselves again? Uh, no, no. Here's a thing, right? Uh, I have a confession to make. Uh, we did this because it was on the list. Um, pretty sure you must have put it on the list because. I realized about five minutes into watching this, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Okay. I may... Um, But yeah, it's definitely one of my suggestions, but I'm surprised at that. I'm not sure. I've got a bit of a weird Mandela effect thing going on, okay? I think I convinced myself that I'd seen it because it's legendary. Hmm. Um, and, And I'm certainly aware of all of the you know, all of the sort of fracas surrounding it and, and a lot of what's wrong with it. But I think this came out 96, I want to say, Shogun's came out, 96, 97, 95, okay. As usual, no research on my part. Um, so 95, okay, so I'm 14. So by the time it's doing the rounds on VHS, I'm probably 15, 16. Now, I remember uh, a lot of my friends talking about Shogun's when it came out. And I remember our general consensus, and I very vividly remember this, our general consensus being, you may as well just get some porn. Um, which is 15-year-old boys, <laughs> what do you want to do, right? Okay, so there was that. I also remember uh, my dad uh, being very excited to watch it, um, particularly because, I, and, oh, and like generally because he really liked Basic Instinct and this was advertised as being from the director of Basic Instinct. And then I remember him actually renting it and telling me, in no uncertain terms, it's shit. So I, I, I could have watched it, um, I, I could have, like, they wouldn't have stopped me watching it, but Dad was like, no, shit. So I don't think I bothered. Um, and then it kind of, I guess, died to death. And then I remember being in university um, and uh, one of my one of my best friends in university on my original degree, on my, on my BA, was Campus Christmas and loved Showgirls. Loved, loved, loved Showgirls. So talked about it a hell of a lot. And I think I've just kind of culturally absorbed it through that. There were <laughs> there were points watching this where I'm like, do I remember this scene? I don't. So like maybe I've seen it once, I, but that is the most. Like I, for some reason, the scene that made me there were two scenes that, in fact, that particularly made me think maybe I have seen it. I I seem to remember the opening, mm-hmm. and randomly then I also seem to remember the scene in I think it's a Wolfgang Pucks they're eating in where they just sat down having like some sort of crap italian meal and talking about champagne yeah uh, it, it, I, I but it, the menu looked very kind of 90s but i i remember that for some reason so maybe i have seen it and ju- like just blocked it from my mind i don't know but if i've seen it it's only been once so this is either the first or second time that i've seen showgirls and i hope i never have to watch it again not to yeah the lead. um <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw it um, very similar. So when, when this came out, I don't know, I was a little bit younger than you, but so when this came out, my parents would have been very much like, I don't give a fuck if it's a girl from Saved by the Bell. You are not ever, 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 ever going to watch it. Well, I mean, we'll get on to that. That was, <laughs> that, was a, that was a thing. I, I very much remember that being an argument in our house. Um, and so then, yeah, by the time by the time I saw it, I probably would have been about 16, 17. 
Um, and as you said, at that point, there's porn. So why, why are you going to bother? Um, so I, I definitely saw it when I was about 16, 17, and then probably saw it once or twice since. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, watched it yesterday, uh, day before yesterday, which was just fucking painful. Uh, painful is about right. Um, I mean, like, let's get into it then. There's, there's our backgrounds for you with, with showreels. Um, as always, we like to sort of give some sort of context for this. Um, I, I have a lot of general thoughts about showreels, which I guess <clears throat> I will come out in conversation on yeah. the way through, but it, I'll also hit them in summing up as well. I won't I won't bury the lead too much here. So diving straight into it, actually, as I said, I, I remembered the opening. Um, and the reason I remembered the opening is because actually for the first 30 seconds yeah it's going all right and i think actually even watching it this time like my first thought is i'm not sure i've actually seen this all the way through and then i'm like this is gonna be okay like it's the opening set was okay until we get to the flick knife yes then, now, never has there ever been so somebody so unconvincing with a fucking weapon i mean look let, let's just flat out call it here yes look we love saved by the bell we tried to do it on smpd a couple of weeks ago and couldn't but God, she's terrible. Elizabeth really is just, she's so OTT in this film. It is like, like we've talked about people pitching to the stalls on this show a lot, but this is one of the worst. It's either, it's either, and I'll get into this as we go through again, as I say, and, and certainly when we get to the end, it's either one of the best and most nuanced performances I've ever seen, or it's absolutely one of the worst. <laughs> I can't make my mind up on that one. I can't either. And a lot of that can also be said about the film. And I there's there's some weird points in this film where it just kind of clicks and you go, they like there is something here. I think this is just catastrophically mishandled. Yeah. Um and, and I kind of feel like because because first of all, for the first like half an hour or so i'm like no she's just shit this is awful like it wasn't even entering my head that anything else was going on here other than she was yeah. shit then as we slowly start to unpick the narrative i'm like you know what actually i i think she may have had a discussion with verhoven here and i think the two of them actually know like what feeds this yeah. character and i think she's playing it but the problem is we don't have that information so she just seems like a psychopath but i well, think yeah. she's actually playing something here well this it's... is it and i mean this is one thing i i took like as i don't make notes um it's hard enough to find the time to sit down and watch a film all the way through without sort of pausing it to make notes and stuff and the one thing i did think is that when she's doing when she when the stuff going on in the scene i, I don't mean no, particularly when she's dancing or when she's naked or anything else but just when there's stuff going on in the scene it's fine it's when she's actually going to sit there and act that's when she really struggles but again, I'm not sure that she does. She, as I well, said, she's she either. Yeah, she's either. This is either one of the best performances ever, seriously, or one of the worst. Now, I do remember her winning just about every worst actress award possible. So yeah, this film won. It held the record for the most Razzies um, for a long time. Uh, let's look. Uh, then it was a then record seven from a record thirteen nominations. Wow. So worst I mean, picture, worst actress, worst director, worst screenplay, worst new star, worst screen couple for any two people or body parts on screen. <laughs> and worst original song. <laughs> um yeah, it it it's all those things and more. Um Yeah. Um I mean again, I mean that first scene though, I mean the one the thing that struck me obviously is it it looks very good. I watch it hitchhike and you've got the mountains and the this and that. All, it looks really good. This film, start to finish, looks phenomenal. Well, <laughs> I mean, that was the, that's, that's what really set me off. I'm thinking, this really, no, this looked... 
it no, it, it looked all right. And then I say she she get no, she she gets in the in the truck and has zero chemistry with this bloke straight away and yeah. then pulls a knife on him. So okay then. And right. then she goes off the reservation with a knife. However, like once once you're back around from that, once you've sort of settled down from the knife thing again and it's almost just trying to forget it happened. Like this again, this opening two, three minutes is really nicely handled. We get a big old exposition dump straight up front, or at least I think we do until we start to get further into the narrative. And I'm like, hang on, we still don't know what's going on with the backstory here. But yeah. straight off up front, it's like, who are you? Where are you going? Here it all is. And it's yeah. clear there's something else going on under the surface. It's clear from minute one here there's something going on with the mother as well. But it's like straight away we get this conversation with her mm. and it's just all it's all here. She's she's off. She's off to Vegas to make a name for herself as a dancer. Her name is Nomi. Like, it's all it's all here. Here's a big info dump. And this is something, actually, that I complain about a lot, both on Game of Moans and actually on this show as well. Um, I, I complain about how, how films don't front load this information and how essential it is that yeah. you get this, this sort of stuff out there as early as possible. And just look... It's just like ripping a plaster off, okay? It's always going to be painful and it's always going to be clumsy, but it really helps your narrative and it really yeah. helps with an emotional connection to your character. And I think they handle this really well. It's, it's you know, it's fairly it's light. Passable. Yeah, it's fairly light for what it needs to be. It's just yeah. like, here's, here's everything you need to know about this character. Or here's everything that we want you to know about this character yes. will be more up because actually one of the biggest problems with this film is that we don't know this character at all and never get under her skin. Yeah, that's right. Despite the fact that I really genuinely think both director and performer have got under the skin. We just, we're not getting that information. Yeah. But anyway, so there's yeah, that. I mean, so that's all I good. Think, I mean, with that scene, I did think that I mean, the, the, the setup, so Vegas is like 350 miles, 400 miles away. So that's going to take a good couple of hours driving. Mm-hmm. When they get to Vegas, they don't seem to have bonded beyond you know, so single sentence answers, even in those hours. It's just, it's just like the most stunted, it must be the most stunted car journey you've ever had. Maybe she fell asleep. Fucking hard to kick her out. Maybe she fell asleep. I don't know. But I mean, look, movie magic. Vegas yeah. can be as far away as it wants. We don't, we don't need to see the journey to Vegas. No, so, but it's just, it's just as the, the, they were as cold to each other when they got there as they were when she first got in the truck and pulled a knife on it. It was just like, eh. Yeah. Surely, I, surely you bond a little bit. I didn't bother me at all. That's the least of this film's problems. Yeah, um, true. We get to Vegas. She's like, ooh, shiny. Um, yeah. And then just has the most super OTT reaction. Like, I thought the flick knife was bad. But when she comes out and finds the truck is gone, like, her reaction is just ridiculous. She just starts, like, beating on fucking car. She spews on the ground. Yeah. But <laughs> like, thing, I mean, even before that, right? So she's she's there, you know, she wins some you no, know, she wins some money on a slot machine, and you know, that's fine. She's having a good time, yeah, it's all shiny, it's all new, that's fine. And then some bloke propositions her. Now I'm I'm okay, not wishing to cast suspicions on anybody, but a good looking young woman, we don't know anything about it. Surely this isn't the first time a bloke has hit on her. Just I'll be yeah. in a slightly sleazy way. Her reaction to that is ridiculous. But again, here's the thing, see, and this happens numerous times throughout the film and it's not just with with women you know um it, she gets hit on by just about everything um there's she's clearly damaged and yeah. she clearly has a checkered past with this sort of thing and she's clearly very easy easily triggered and there's weight behind all of that the problem is we never like until yeah. the end we don't get it it's set up like it's this kind of mystery now yeah. that's a different film entirely to what yes. we've got because... And that's the thing. I mean, by the time we actually get the reveal, 
it's, it's too far, late. Far, far too late. We uh, at this point, there's there's very little left to invest in. I fucking hate Naomi as a character. She is just one of the most despicable, unlikable characters I think I have ever encountered in a film. I hate her. I absolutely hate her guts. All right, and she's our lead. Like that's a problem. Now, yeah. were we to get this information early on, and were I to be able to understand her? Yeah. I. I feel like I would have an entirely different reaction to her because, uh, like, her actions, not so much are justified, but they're at least explainable. Yeah, there's a rationale behind it. And, and, and it's almost like you, you then sort of, you, you understand where she's coming from and it invites sympathy. Um, but but here, it's just like, yeah, like you say, a guy hits on her and it's, this film has some, clearly has something to say about the exploitation of People, not just women, yeah. people in general. This, this has something to say about the entertainment industry's exploitation of, of the human body. It, it clearly does. And it, it doesn't try hard enough, unfortunately. Yeah. But it, it, there is, again, there's clearly stuff here. And everybody knows what they're trying to say. They yeah. just don't communicate it to us. Um, and, and, yeah, that's, and, and that's the problem. The first, yeah. that's, as a viewer, you think, right, okay, well, if there's information there that needs to be had, why haven't we got it? And yeah. if, if we don't need it, then why are we getting this shit? And I think a big part of the problem there with uh, with Nomi's character is that, yes, we get the reveal too late, but also if this is going to be a problem for her, and it is, this is a recurring problem that she has, okay? She she absolutely cannot abide being propositioned. It, it's very triggering for her. That needs to, for us at least anyway as an audience, that needs to burn slowly. Yeah. That needs to, like... She can't explode every single time, which is what she does. She is literally explodes every time somebody propositions her. She loses the fucking plot completely. She, but she has fucking teenage temper tantrums where she storms out and she slams doors. And, it's like, and, it, fuck's sake. and again, that, that's explained at the end. Yeah. That, that's end. explainable. Yeah. And again, this is a character. And this is why I think it is, it is clear that they understand this character. And that's why I say, actually, I don't think her performance is, is terrible. I think actually she's playing what's on the page, and actually they they do try and pull some nuance out of it at times as well. Like she clearly understands Nomi. She clearly understands what she's trying to convey. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not supported by the screenplay at all. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, she she storms out and then she just goes off on one, beats the shit out of Molly's car, spews yeah. on the ground, breaks down into tears, and then. For some random, unexplainable reason, Molly just decides to take her home. Like, yeah. as if you would yeah. do that. It's <laughs> like, like, yeah, you just beat up my car. You blown tramps on my shoes. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, that's the other She throws up and she, the next thing she does, she takes her for a burger. It, it's Who mental. That's like, what? Yeah, it, it's, it's mental. Like, why would you do that? Like, this is, this is clearly, like, yes, get her help if you want. Yeah, but you wouldn't don't take her home. Wouldn't take her home. She's not a fucking stray puppy. Like <laughs> she's clearly damaged. Like get yes, get her help. Yes, stay with her until help arrives. Yeah. If you want, put her up in a hotel for a night. But who would take her home? What the fuck? Yeah, I have no idea. That uh, didn't make sense. Uh, there's a lot of things in this film that don't make any sense. <laughs> but this is the first of them. Um. So yeah, they they go for a, a burger. Um. But I, I, this is the first time I've written um, like Christ Naomi's mess. Um, I, like those, her performance with the fries. What the hell is she doing with those fries? 
I have like, no idea. Did Did you catch this? I, I was trying to work out what was going on. I just, I just, I just couldn't get my head around. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Generally, whenever she had to do work with props that she couldn't stick inside herself, yeah. it was like she doesn't know what she's fucking doing. She's not being directed to do anything. She just kind of, they just kind of there you go, there's, there's some fries, there's a drink. Okay, uh, it's, now what? Just She seems to just, like, mutilate these fries. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, but like, but yeah, even again in this issue, doesn't she have some? She has some sort of fucking mini tantrum there as well, doesn't she? In, she in does. She does. And then um, we get like some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard, which mm. again is loaded. There's something yeah. here, and I think they they reach for it and don't get it. We get this questioning of of Nomi, where are you from? Back east, back east where? Back east places, and then it gets into, are you hitting on me? And she blows up again. Um, she is the most annoying character in history. And again, it's because this has been mishandled. This is clearly meant to set up some mystery here. What's yeah. going on with the backstory? Why does she fly off the handle whenever somebody hits on her? Where's she actually from? And okay, we get all that. She's a lady of mystery. Okay. But we need fucking more than this. You, yeah, you need some sort of detail. She is just the most annoying character in movie history at this yeah. point. You rightly, you hit the nail right in the head. She's a, she's a stunted teenager is what yeah. she is. And the thing uh, is, I don't, I mean, obviously that'll come to fruition at the end, but the thing I didn't get with, so with this, this opening, right, is that they do, so they have this scene, they go for the burger, she blows up again. And then the very next scene, it's six weeks later and they're living together in this tiny fucking trailer. Yeah. And they're practically all over each other. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, okay, so how has this relationship developed? And then for the next two hours, this is a fucking long film as well. Oh, it is long. It's like, it's like oh, they, they, there's this this almost sort of, it's probably the most chemistry you get between two cast members in the entire film is between these two in this opening section. And then it goes, it, nothing happens. No. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of shit happens to Molly. A lot of shit, yeah, uh, a lot of shit happens, but you know, nothing happens between these two. This, this, the character stuff, it just kind of disappears again. Uh, yeah, I mean, Molly, Molly's kind of the moral compass, isn't she? She does. Yeah, but I mean, any any interaction between the two, any relationship between the two, that just kind of dis- disappears, and it's like they, it changes. For you know, we we haven't seen it develop, and it's the same problem we had with the weak character in, in Game of Thrones. We don't see where it comes from, so we don't see this relationship develop. It's just all, it's almost like fully formed. Yes, and oh then, yeah, I would agree with that. We, we flash forward yeah. either. We just see it not being there anymore. No, we 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 flash forward to it, and I, and again, I'm okay with that. Like this is yeah, all information. This is all information that we just need to get as an audience as soon as possible, so we can get on with our story. Okay, yeah. uh, fine. I'm fine with going. It's, it's six weeks later. She's moved in with Molly. They've they've made fast friends. Fine with all of that. Um, yeah, I get. I guess you're right. The destruction of the relationship between them does just seem to suddenly happen. Um, yeah. But I mean, there is, you know, it is prompted. There is a reason for it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It happens pretty much overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some warning signs. Molly does tell her not to get sucked in. She does tell her to be careful and stuff like that. Yeah. But then that that seems to come like a scene or two before the actual event. Um, yeah. Oh, that's another thing, incidentally, that I think I remember. I think I do remember that staircase scene. So maybe I, maybe I did see it once. I don't know. But there, mm. I, I get flashes. But as I say, I'm, I'm not sure. There's some weird Mandela effect shit going on. Maybe I've just seen clips of it. Maybe. Anyway, um, my next... My next few pages of notes, um, because not I, I, I'm already starting to think what the fuck have I let myself in for, and I'm not really invested in this at all. So my next, well, yeah, I mean, I, I I sent you a message when I was starting, and then about five minutes, uh, I almost said she said, "We have to watch this." 
Yeah, I mean, I I was already done and dusted by that point, so I was like, yeah, you are absolutely watching it now, motherfucker, because I had to. Um, <laughs> I, I'd rented it at that point. I was going to watch it, but uh... incidentally, I meant to ask you, and I, and I didn't. Um, did you rent the 4K HD remaster, or did you rent no. the? Yeah, because I because there was a cheaper version. There was a standard definition version. Which I, was like I, rent, a, I rented an HD, but because I did it through 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 um, through Apple, I I think you just get the version. So if you've got a, because I haven't got a 4K Apple TV, so I haven't. I didn't get it in 4K. I just got it in HD. All right, but, okay. But if, I, if I'd had it in the four, if I'd had the 4K device, it would have come in 4K. Because Pathé remastered it in 4K. Um, and and actually, after having watched it, there's only a pound difference. I do kind of wish I'd spent the pound because the best thing about this film is absolutely the cinematography. Oh, um, it's very good. It looks stunning, and that, and that is actually one of it is my next note after saying. Uh, Nomi's the most annoying character. I have written like this, like to its credit, this is really fucking well shot. And the backstage stuff, whenever we're backstage and we're on that steady cam, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Really, really well done, really well blocked, lots of energy in the scenes. And I actually, I really enjoy all of those backstage sequences. Yeah. I, I was, was going to say, given the number of people who are in those scenes, it's right. really well choreographed and very well blocked. It, it very much feels like a early 90s, late, you know, late 80s, early 90s indie film at this at this point, which, you know, is Verhoeven, so it shouldn't because... No, I mean, a $45 million budget. Yeah, but it but it does very much feel like that kind of navel-gazy early 90s indie cinema. It's got that feel to yeah. it. And I, look, I'm fine with that. Um, all over that kind of stuff. But yeah, that all feels good. But then the, the rest of my notes for the next couple of scenes are just, uh, just descent into madness with Nomi, really. Like, I've got, like, I, I really need to know what Naomi's damage is. She's clearly ill and she needs help. And actually, at this point, I'm starting to feel like this film almost feels exploitative, which, again, there's almost something meta there. I think yeah. they're reaching for that, but they don't land it. Yeah. Um, and that the biggest part of this film is it very much feels like it's confused. It feels like there are two separate films here. Yes. And this this early part... And this is the part I think Verhoeven really excels at as well. Uh, this this early part feels like a kind of gritty street level character study. Yeah. And there's something in that. Okay. I'd watch two hours of that, but then all of the stage stuff feels like it's this kind of meta, almost satire of this showgirl scene and has something to mm. say about the exploitation of performers. Yeah. Now I'm here for two hours of that as well. Yeah. But, but both you don't of them either. together. Yeah, means that neither of them are effective. Um, yeah, no, I mean, looking um, looking back at it, I mean, at the time, obviously, I mean, this was widely, you know, widely lauded as one of the worst films ever made. Um, but over time, it's, it's it's got a sort of cult following behind it. One from people who think it's really fucking awful or really kitschy, and other people who think actually, no, it's a re it's it's quite a uh, quite a powerful satire. And I've 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 read a couple of um, interviews with quite prominent people, prominent Hollywood, Hollywood people, who've gone, yeah, if you know. Yeah, on the surface, yes, it's a film about a stripper. But actually, um, there, um, there is stuff about mental health. There is stuff about oh, exploitation. There is stuff about uh, about celebrity culture. And you know, it, it is it is viewed now as more of a satire. And you can that's definitely there. It's definitely but, there, and you feel like that's that's why it's Verhoeven as well. He's yeah. he's your go-to guy there. You want you want somebody yeah. to give you a blockbuster that's actually dripping with satire. Yeah, and that you know the uneducated viewer pretty much it flies over their head like that's your man he's he's the expert at it yeah the problem is stylistically and actually you know the, the narrative here as well 
that it, it's too blatant for him. That's not this this film. And I'm sure I'm not the first person to say this. OK, and I will stand by this statement because I know you've actually called him out on this podcast before. And I called you out for calling him out. <laughs> this film needs to be directed by Joel Schumacher. Correct. Because he would absolutely nail this to the wall. He would he would know exactly what to do with this. Yeah. Uh, because this actually, would have been similar time to Falling Down as well, wouldn't it? It would have been. And look, Joel Schumacher's a fucking good director, okay? He's made some god-awful films. But when he's on form, he is excellent, okay? And he can handle all of this, and he can yeah. handle it deftly, and he's very good at it. He's very good at giving you character study wrapped up inside a satirical narrative. As you said, you've got things like Falling Down, for an instance. Like, that's that's essentially a 90-odd minute character study. But it's yeah. also a very good thriller. And it also comments on society. You know, you look at Lost Boys, which is very clearly, yes, it's the vampire trope. Yes, it's homosexuality and AIDS via the vampire trope. But he nails it inside of a genre piece. Hmm. He gets all of that. He can take a genre and nail your point home within a genre. He would have absolutely aced this. It's got like he's the perfect choice. I don't know why it went to Verhoeven. Probably because he'd done Basic Instinct. They were like, oh, he's the tits and ass guy. Yeah. Let's go to him. As, um, uh, I, th I think time wise, I think this would have clashed with Falling Down as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I but, think we'd have a different film. I know he'd even this... do Batman and Robin, uh, Batman, Batman Forever when this was being done. I guess he would have, yeah. So, you know, had it gone to him, I think we'd be having an entirely different com conversation because I do genuinely believe there is. There are two very good films in here. And yeah. there's one, there's one exceptional film. If you could balance the two properly. And you don't hear at all. Yeah, no, um, we, don't, we don't get that. No, but there is, there is definitely something in here. There, and, and those people that are calling it a satire and digging these things out of it, that is all there and they are absolutely correct. I just feel like, unfortunately, it's lost amongst all of the shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Nomi is clearly ill. Nomi is clearly damaged and she needs help. And it, I, I feel uncomfortable in these early parts, even though I dislike her immensely. Hmm. I feel uncomfortable seeing the way that society is just chewing her up and spitting her out. It feels exploitative and almost voyeuristic. And it, yeah. we all, we're almost complicit in it. And I don't like it. And I feel uncomfortable. And that is very good filmmaking because hmm. that's what you're supposed to feel at this point. Yeah. Problem is, they keep fucking it up. Um, I so... think the, the problem is that you you get you get that, and you get to that point where you are feeling uncomfortable, and you are starting to think, right, okay, what no, what's going on with it? And then when you get to the um, the cheetah club, and you get all these varying ages of you know, the same character, effectively, they're all girls who went there to dance and have ended up in a strip club, and you get the sort of the token fat loudmouth one who's you know, just there to flash her tits, and you're thinking, okay, well. Any any subtlety, any nuance, anything they were Gone. going for, they just completely pissed it away. Yeah, they don't balance these worlds at all, and that's that's where it falls down. That and as I say, I think we're, we're getting to the point where we're starting to scratch at the surface of something with Nomi here. And if if you give us a bit more of the backstory here and you drip feed it more through here, I think I'm more willing to go on the journey with her. Yeah. But because yeah, we then get into the club. And she's just dancing everywhere and stuff. Then it, you're just like, well, what happened to the to the crazy fucker that we saw ten minutes ago? What's her damage? I want to know about it. But instead, no, we get the fucking the large lady whose tits keep falling out, complete with comedy sound effect, which yeah. is, however, fucking hilarious. And yes. I'm here for it all day long. She is phenomenal. One of the best things in the film. She is excellent. I, I think she's fucking brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm here for her all fucking day long. 
fantastic. Far and away the best performance, I think. Yeah. Um, so, and then, like, she obviously, Nomi has another breakdown. You know, we, we've we've had the scene already, I think, the first scene with Gina Gershon, where she uh, says she's like yeah. goes in and she she's dancing with her and she clocks her dancing yeah. uh you know mimicking her movements and stuff and just basically dresses her down and she fucking blows her top again yeah. that's where i say like you know we need to know what her damage is but then they go to the club and you know just when you think and actually i'm you know i've written a note here and i'm going to take it back immediately but i wrote it down so i'm going to I'm going to read it out because this is I, I kind of write these as a stream of conscious as I'm watching the film. I don't pause to take notes. I just scribble them down. We've had already about half hour of just complete pitch into the stalls overacting. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely mental. So, you know, who do you need when you think you can't get any more overacting possible? Who do you need when it can't get any fucking more inappropriate and weird? Oh, great. Here comes fucking Kyle McLaughlin. Um, look, I love him. Love him, right? He, he very rarely puts a foot wrong in my book. But you want a guy to pitch to the stalls, there's your man. Uh, but he doesn't do it here. It, it, like, yeah. He properly reigns. He gives a really good performance. It's the other Kyle McLaughlin here. Cause I was going to say, this is the one you don't want in this film. Yeah, there are two of them, and both yeah, are excellent there's, there's, in yeah, the right there's, context. There's the, good, there's the good one, and there's the really extreme one. Yeah, and really you want the extreme, extreme one, one here. Good. Yeah, when deployed properly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's who you want here because he fits the tone. But and no, we get very reserved. We get very, you know, very competent, very, you know, very measured acting. He's very good. <laughs> He's very, very good. Um, I mean, his character is, is paper thin. It's clear from the outset what's going to happen with him. Um, but, you know, he plays it well. He's charming. He's smarmy. You could totally see how she gets sucked in. What you need is for him for him to go full on Kyle McLaughlin fucking balls to the wall crazy at the end. Yes. But he doesn't. Uh, and that's annoying. Uh, so there's that. And then my next note, just by the by, I will never understand or get used to the way Americans say twat. Yeah. How does it become twat? Where does it... There's no O in it. I don't know. It is very clearly an A. It is very clearly twat. But it, it's but it's the way that Americans bastardize English. If you think of SWAT teams, that's SWAT, but it's a SWAT yes, team, it not a SWAT yeah, team. That's a, that's a SWAT team. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good, good point. But I just... But I, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, SWAT uh, it, isn't a word that I use in my daily it? vocabulary, so I don't, <laughs> I yeah. don't think twice. But, but it's aluminum, is word, isn't it? Yeah, twat is a word that I do use fairly regularly. Uh, I call people a twat quite a lot. Um yeah. So to hear Americans say twat, I'm just yeah, like, what? Really annoying. You're saying it wrong. <laughs> what are you doing? Like it's twat. It's clearly twat. Yeah. You twats. Um, so yeah, I just I, I, they they roll it out a few times in this film, but the yeah. first time here is is here in the club. She says she's on stage and she's talking about her twat. I, I like no, it's a fucking twat. Um, so yeah, that that's weird. Um, and then the the bouncer who she's we've already seen her dance with the the bouncer earlier on as well. Yes. Is it James? James, is it James? Yeah. James, yeah. So they, they they're setting up a kind of a thing. He's he's a, another despicable character right from the off. He's yeah. absolutely horrible. Well, he, he was another one. I get it going through the film. I don't think I ever fully understood the point of that character. No, he's well. Again, if we're going for if we're going for exploitation. Then yes, you understand why he's there. He's there to represent a very specific trope, essentially. You know, he's this—he's the fucking—he's the nice boy, isn't he? Essentially, 
You know, he's, he's going to give her a shoulder to cry on. He's written this fucking dance routine just for her. But no, actually, he just wants to get his dick wet. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the soft boy in all of this. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, but I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those that, yeah, I mean, you get that. No, that's there. But the, the film didn't need that extra storyline. No, no, absolutely not. We do not need him whatsoever. Um, but again, he feels like he belongs in that street level yeah. kind of character study where she's going to get chewed up and spat out. Yeah. That he feels like he belongs there and, and that's fine. But then he has no place at all in the fucking glitzy showgirl side of thing. No, so, absolutely not. So it's weird. But he shows up. Oh, at the he, club. he he is important later on um, because we've glossed over um, where we get the new girl coming in, whose name is Penny, um, yes. to the uh, to the club. Um, and obviously, he's important to her character later on. But um, there's the the sequel we were talking about. Importance and character are. are, are are two things I dispute, but actually, it sounds like you're about to say why. So, so um, that Penny character, we, we yes. discovered accidentally on whatever day it was that there's a sequel called Showgirls 2 Pennies from Heaven. It's about her. Ah, okay. Written and directed and starring her. Really? Made some 20 years later. So, I'm fairly sure it's no, her career didn't ascend after that. But, um, yeah, so I mean, for if you know, carrying on as that character, mm. he, he would be important because obviously he knocks her up and. I guess, I guess, but yes, yeah, certainly. But again, it's it's the bait and switch of this, isn't it? They're setting him up as though he's going to be someone important. They're setting him up as though yeah. he's going to be a romantic lead, and then yeah. for us to have the bait and switch, but it doesn't work because it's actually the bait and switch of it all is is resting actually on Nomi. She's the one that just basically teases him, and then I mean, she is she's a cock tease, yeah, she, and she just walks out on him. Like, and I'm not look, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because he absolutely does. But then that kind of rug pull of him being a, a secret asshole doesn't work. Yeah. Because she's, yeah, she's unloaded on him already. Yeah. Um, but he comes, he, he ends up going to see her at the strip club then. Because uh, he's he's a he's a bouncer, isn't he, essentially? Yeah. So, but then he ends up in the, but he's not a bouncer at the strip club, but obviously he works in these circles. So he goes to see her at the strip club. She ends up in this, there's this kind of weird relationship already going on with between her and Gina Gershon, which again is the third film that's that's kicking yeah. around in here. Okay, the relationship between those two. Um, and, and she ends up being forced into giving them a lap dance, which again, why is she so resistant? Like literally yeah. 15 minutes ago, she was idolizing this woman. She said one fucking shitty thing to her, which wasn't even that shitty, no. to be honest. Like, and, and to be fair, in this scene, she then goes and proves her point for her. Yes, exactly. So I, I don't understand where she's coming from this. But anyway, she goes and gives the dance. And the bouncer somehow manages to get into the private room to watch. Yeah. And like, I know it gets affected after the scene. I'm sorry. I have been in, in, in some strip clubs in my time. Not many. As a, I'm fairly sure we talked about this a couple of weeks ago again. But that does not happen. You've won no. in that room. You're paying for it. Yeah, you pay up front. Yeah, you don't just wander in. That is impossible. There are two of the biggest looking motherfuckers you've ever seen yeah. on that door. Well, I guarantee. That's what I. That's but they were. There, there was a, a massive dude there, and yeah. he just. You're, it's almost like he clocks him as he walks past. Yeah, and say like, no, that you don't get the friendly hand, hand on the shoulder saying what you're doing. You get a hand on one hand on your shoulder, and they won't break in your arm behind your back as they drag you out. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just fucking ridiculous. This, so, they, I mean, look, I don't know why I'm surprised because we've already just called out the whole thing with Molly taking her home after spoon on the car and stuff as being ridiculous. But this is another thing that is just completely 
implausible. Yeah. Um, but there, yeah, we get we get the dance with Kyle McLaughlin and Gina Gershon's watching, and and like actually, again, there's something between the three of them here. There is there is chemistry. I know they've been like pulled up for lack of chemistry between characters, but you know this scene is shot fairly well. There is. You know, don't get me wrong. They're not exactly setting the screen on fire, but you get what's going on here. Yeah. Um, it's it's fine for what it does, and again, it feels like it's part of this set storyline. And now we're back into the showgirls side yeah. of things, and we're off on this journey. So it's like we're flick flacking back and forth between these two. We're thirty one minutes in at this point, and I still fucking just hate, 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 hate Nomi because she yeah. is just her character makes no sense she it's like you said you you pulled the perfect comparison i think she's fucking theon Greyjoy. i mean i know you were talking about molly but she literally just jumps from one mindset to another constantly yeah. and if we understood that that's because she has some issues then fine i understand her but that is not explained at all it's just left for us to go she's fucked up yeah like and there's no excuse for her to act like this because we haven't been given that excuse well that's it um, no. And and the other thing, there, there are just things that she does which don't ring true to any person ever. I don't think. I mean, so we we talked about where she, um, so the, the where James writes the dance thing for, and she goes back to his place to to, to learn it and all the rest of it. And no, they start fooling around, and they're they're in the middle of, of kissing, and she oh, I can't, my period. So rather than <laughs> Rather than him going, all right, okay. Don't, Fair don't, enough. we don't, we don't need, we don't need to repeat but, the line. But it's I just, mean, yeah, it's, I, it's I, just the, the we'll whole, whole thing of no. It's like, well, okay, surely a that would have crossed your mind to begin with, and b that's not how somebody proves it. No, we we'll we'll get there. We've got a bit of time before we get. I, there. I, I thought we passed that bit. But, oh, no, just, no, just, no, there's so many, uh, but it, it, it's it's a it's a good illustration of the point. There are just so many things in this film which I don't think actual people would ever do no matter how fucked up they are i don't think i, I think there are things that they've really reached for in in the script I think, which they're there to be sensational rather than to give any sort of representation of anything now this in the key they're there to be they're played to be sensational i think because of the way these productions don't meld hmm. i think it, at this street level at this character study level i think actually that is understandable because when, I mean, look, fucking spoilers and shit, who gives a fuck? It's like 20 odd years old and everybody's seen it if you listen to this podcast. Anyway, when we get the reveal that actually, you know, Nomi's grown up on the streets and she's been turning tricks for most of her life and she's been in and out of juvie and she's been in and out of jail and she's, she's raised herself. It makes sense. Okay. Her, her growth is stunted. She is, she has the mental age of a fucking teenage girl because that's, that's where she is. She's mm. never, she's never had a, a stable home life and a good education and so nobody's ever explained this stuff to her nobody's ever taught her that this is not how society functions so it's you can understand her making these decisions and you can understand her getting herself into that situation before going oh shit yeah that's right we can't so i i but think I, I get that, that would work if we had that information yeah and i, I get that so i i get that i can get to that point where yes okay you know they're there's other things going on. And it's not going to be the forefront of her mind, but just the whole action of oh, really? It just doesn't. Oh yeah, no. He like don't get me wrong. It's... His 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 actions are just deplorable. His like just disgusting. We'll we'll get to it when we get to it. But I think her actions are. I understand them, and I think the problem I is understand... that we understand them with hindsight. I think that's the problem. Well, the thing is, I I understood them on the first watch through because I had I had piled all of this onto her myself, 
Now, I had done that because I knew we were doing this podcast and I was looking for it. Okay, but all, all they did at the end was just basically just back up everything that I had thought. Now, that because I'm piling on myself doesn't mean that I'm then going to go along with the ride for it because I'm having to look for that and the performance yeah. and, and the performance and direction isn't nuanced enough for it to for us to get that enough and be sure in it then yeah um so again it's it's all about this slow bit she's too she's too much too full on all the time yes um and that's not to say again there i'm sure there are people out there in the world that are like this and if it was about her and about how she's dealing with this rather than just about her wanting to become a dancer mm. then that makes more sense then i then i get it Okay, but it's not because we get half of that and then we have to go over for a big production number so everybody can get the tits out. And then we yeah. get a little bit more of that. And then we have to go for a fucking another production number and maybe some softcore lesbian stuff. And then we go back to that. And it's like, look, it's one or the other. Yeah, pick, make, pick what you're yeah. doing. Make the movie. Make, make our movie. Yeah. Or, half or, or, two. If, or if you're going to have the two, then it needs to be more balanced than this. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 the big issue all the way through. But I mean, yeah, before we even get there, there's there's some fucked up shit before that because we get out of the out of the club, and then we're back at the at the casino for a bit, and he's working as a valet, isn't he? He's working yeah. as a valet outside, uh, and and just the dialogue that they exchange. Uh, first of all, come on, everybody got AIDS and shit. Um, is yeah. what? Excuse me, what? Uh, that's. I mean, I know it's the fucking early 90s, but come on, everybody's... I mean, that. that's our first clue, if we haven't had already, that he's an absolute asshole. Well, yeah. Right? Because he automatically makes the assumption that she's actually fucking the guys. Well, um, I mean, that's... We, we've had clues already, so, I mean, when she meets him in the club, um, and... So he you know, he comes over and he says he'll teach her how to dance, and she don't want to hear it, so they, you know, she ends up... I don't, I'm not entirely sure how it happened, but she ends up does she kick him in the nuts and then he falls back into she somebody does. else and she, then yeah. starts a fight and all, so that's right, okay he then bails her out of prison and it, it's so it's not even passive aggressive it's just fucking aggressive on his part where yeah. he's pursuing her to a point where she's like dude I'm, I'm walking out of a police station I can just see turn around and walk back in yeah oh yeah he's 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 horrible he's um, horrible but she, um, she it's, it's almost as if she does, again like we're talking about her her development stuff and as it pays off later on it's almost like she's encouraging it because it's it's like attention it's affection it definitely well, she's mistaken is. as affection, that, um, you know, attention. That's so, definitely you know, there. Rather than just telling him to fuck off, it's a no. You want a cup of coffee? Here's a quarter. Go and buy a cup of coffee. Nobody's that fucking glib. No, in real but, life. No, but it, it. You're right. It is. It is part of the character. It's just one that it isn't explored enough. When and again, when when we get her eventual real explosion at the end, yeah. I feel like had that been more slowly built to. It would have made a lot more sense, um, but it, it, it totally things like tossing the the quarter and stuff like yeah, nobody's that glib in real life, but it it buys into the character they're trying to paint, and it's little things like that I think that we need more of and less of the fucking full on explosions, mm. you know, it's, it's it's little clues that she's a little bit damaged and, and slowly unravel her past, you know, and look if you want to do it through if you want a big production. Then, for Christ's sake, this is the oldest trick in the book. Use the show to mirror the events in her past. It's fucking easy. Yeah. It's easy. And it doesn't even have to be direct. But you just use, you know, you get the whole S&M element coming into it later on. Use parts of that for abuse yeah. and things. Trigger her with that. so we under And then you can meld the two more. But anyway, they don't do that. So 
we get that line about come on everybody's got aids and shit which is despicable he's assuming that she fucks him she puts him in his place straight away yeah and then we get yeah but you fuck him without fucking him i mean i i just lost my shit i was laughing like mm. i i had to pause it it, it this really is some of the worst dialogue i've ever heard you fuck yeah. him without fucking him um the big problem, though, the big problem with all of it, and, and it's still at this point, because we haven't even really properly delved into the showgirl stuff yet. The problem no. at this point is it's so earnest. And so when you get stuff like that, you're like, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. That doesn't work. It, you, you, you're far too serious. And if, if you want to do that, then go full on for that. Yeah. Don't. Don't then throw in, come on, man, everybody's got AIDS and you fuck them without fucking them and kicking him in the balls. And don't do that. Just don't do it. Um, so that's pretty bad. Uh, then she goes dress shopping. Yeah. For a big fucking audition thing. Um, and and for, for a minute, it kind of feels like it's going to be Pretty Woman without yeah. the charm yeah. <laughs> or the star power um, or the screenplay. Or that, or that anything, but it, it just feels like it, it's shooting for a fucking back alley pretty woman here for yeah. a moment. Um, which again, that's another type of film that it could pull off if yeah. it wants to do that, but it, it, it doesn't. It just occasionally, yeah, kind of it, it, it takes that's the problem. Deeper. So it occasionally leans into these things, but it doesn't give you long enough to actually think, oh, okay, that's what this is, that's mm-hmm. where that's going, because then it jumps around so much you then forget about where you've been before. So she goes for her audition. Uh, I spoke. I spoke too early, actually. I, I, I spoke something wrong earlier on. I did say that I thought that the large lady was the best thing in the film by far. No, the producer, director, whatever he is mm. of the show, absolutely nails it. And absolutely every time he's involved with the showgirl stuff, they nail the tone. You want satire, here it is. He absolutely nails it because he's exploitative without being aggressive yeah, and without putting anyone in any real danger. Um, so... He, he kind of gives you this gateway drug in and then all of the danger can be bubbling away under the surface and stuff like that. And that's yeah. what Kyle McLaughlin and Gina Gershon need to need to offer up. But he is kind of the gateway drug. He's like, yeah, th- this is a fucked up environment that you're getting yeah. into. And I, I am here as a caricature to explain that. And he's, he's excellent at it. He really yeah. absolutely nails his role and understands exactly what type of film he's in and exactly what his purpose is. And if I think if everybody were able to do that, Again, it would elevate the film massively. He doesn't take this seriously at all. He knows exactly what he's playing. Yeah. Um. I, I, he's excellent at it. Absolutely excellent. Um. Uh, yeah. And and you're right. Actually, he is a very good cipher for that um, for that world because now the fact he says, yeah, you, yeah, you've had your nose fake, your ears still stick out. Fuck off. Your boobs are too small. Your hair's the wrong color. Fuck. Oh, my, it's, it's, it's my it's, favorite it's, when he looks at he looks at the one girl and just goes, okay, spell MGM backwards. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah and it, it's that sort of thing. And so it, as you said that, that's the sort of thing it's like okay well th- there's a there's a comment there that these people no they're not they don't treat you like people they treat you like cattle again playing into the exploitation thing is that he you know he very much knows that yeah well yeah you're just too ugly you're too short fuck off you're not no, nobody's interested in you and again it's no it's just it's just it's these are the things that, that sort of when i was looking i think right okay well if if they are trying to get if they are trying to say something here the, no, it's these secondary characters who are the ones who are actually doing it and doing it a good job of it. Your primary yeah. characters are just titillation. They really are. Although this is the first point where I really kind of got behind Nomi. One of the only points in the film where I really got behind well, Nomi. Because she's um, the underdog at this point, isn't she? You know, she's, she's, uh... she's the underdog, but it's also, again, we've had this, we've had, we haven't had enough of it, but we've got this hint that she's sort of come from a, 
a rough background and stuff. They've been hinting at it. But again, this is the kind of thing that we need more of because we see it come to the front. She doesn't blow a stack. Okay. She doesn't do anything untoward. He just fronts up to her and says, what are you doing here? And she just says, I'm watching you be a prick. Yeah. And puts him right in his place. And that I feel is the kind of that again, that's the kind of slow burn build that we need for now. It just needs to be verbal with her. It just needs to be bubbling under the surface. Like I have been through the ringer. I don't have time for your shit rather than this explosion that she has in this tantrum that comes when she's famous, because Mm -hmm. then you can see how this character that she is now would multiply into that of like, I still don't have time for your shit, but now I have money and power. So now I'm going to have a full on diva strop. But she has the diva strops too fucking early. That's yeah. the problem. Because um, stuff like this, if she's just unpleasant at this point, fine. You can go with that. You know, mm. what are you doing here? Watching you be a prick. And of course, that endears her to him as well. Yeah. So, like, I, I was, I genuinely enjoyed that moment. I, I thought she was really good there. And that's the first time I've got behind her as a character. It's the first time I really feel like I understood her, I yeah. think, is there. Um, yeah, but that's, I, I that's like the it. thing. I mean, this is the first. So this is the first time she's really stepped out and shown any sort of metal. It's yeah. the first time where we've seen her being a bit spunky and actually a bit, no, a bit feisty. And going, okay, well, I, I realise this is a game, so I'm going to play along. No, because I mean, when she goes in, I think he calls her Pollyanna, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and uh, again, look, we've normally, you know, we've seen her have her tantrums at this point, but she goes off, so fuck that. And you expect it to storm off, but actually she goes to the makeup table, does her makeup, takes Sorts a shirt, herself out. gets yeah. herself, and I thought, okay, well, I, I've completely misjudged this situation because everybody else has you know, got their tits out, and I'm, I'm here, I'm fully clothed. Let me sort that out. Now, when it comes to the end of the audition, and she's in a different fucking costume altogether, and she leaves just with the same red shirt on, that was a bit of a problem for me. Yeah. But, um, but it's the first time we thought, okay, well, fair enough. She's gone. You know what? This is what I want. And every time so far, I've tried to do something I want. I've tried to express myself. I've been shot down because I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a timid little girl who doesn't fight, fight her own corner. I just get really fucking het up. Mm. And this is the first time she went, well, no, I'm watching you being a prick because you're being a prick. And she, no, she's, she's using a bit, uh, a bit more now, so she's showing a bit more spine. And you, you, you're right, actually. I hadn't really thought about it, but it's, it's the first time you actually go, yeah, all right, fair enough. No, this is actually something she wants. It's not just something else she's going to, yeah, give up on because no, no, the expectation is that she came to be a dancer. And stri- no, within six weeks, she's ended up at a strip club. Yeah, I, and I know this is a different is, strip club, but you know, yeah. this is a, this is a, a strip show casino rather than a, yeah. rather than a, rather than a brothel, effectively. But you know, it's the same sort of thing. But so all of a sudden, it's like okay, she is actually willing to fight for something. Yeah, but the problem is that feels like a completely different character to everything yes. that we've had in the last half an hour. So as I say, what we needed to do was build this, and now here's a turning point. Okay, here's here's the start of Act Two. She's, yeah. she's all of that all of that stuff's behind her. She's on her way. She stood up for herself. But yeah, everything to this point hasn't really led us here in the way that it should. But I'd be willing to like this is generally at this point. I kind of thought, oh, here we go. This is going to be all right now. All of that street level stuff, which wasn't really working for me um because it's a totally different film but one i would watch but it's not fit in here okay all of that yeah. stuff's gonna fall by the way so now and we're off and away and we're gonna get into the show side of it and she's we're understanding her character so i was trying to think okay we're off and away here but then immediately she reverts back to the spoiled child for no good reason whatsoever she's literally just been handed everything she wants yeah. on a plate yeah and she just acts like a spoiled child and throws it straight back in yeah. Gina Gersh- I, I keep, I've forgotten Gina Gershon's character Crystal, Crystal Chris, that's it Crystal throws it straight back in her face because she doesn't want it from her because she said something pissy to her once yeah what a 
That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. This is ridiculous. And this is a big problem with this chunk of the film, actually, is I don't think it's ever really fully explained or made explicit as to why she's got it in for Crystal. Because Crystal doesn't have it in for her. She's just toying with her. Yeah, I mean, I think it's affectionate. Yeah, I think the comment was it was along the lines of no, I don't know what you do at the cheetah is not dancing because as we clearly see, it's not it's not a dancey place. It's no, it's where you go to get laid. Yeah, but even when she says it, it's not catty. She's no. She's if anything, as I say, it's slightly coy and affectionate. It's yeah. it's not. She by no means she's by no means being a bitch in that scene. She's not trying to be a bitch. There's no malice intended there. Like she just yeah, Nomi just goes off the deep end and holds a grudge forever yeah like i i don't get it i don't understand even if she is damaged like that is that's a lot that is a lot like maybe you know if if it had already been established and we only got the one scene where she was mimicking crystal's move but maybe if she had like crystal connor's posters up in the trailer and she yeah, this she was her, like she was you know. if this if this was rex manning which it's not because we have oh, yeah. rex manning later on but worse yes. um but if this was rex manning then you'd get it yeah, yeah. But, and that was the comparison I was, I was going to make, actually, because um, we do get him, but worse later on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, we, we'll get there as well. Um, so, yeah, this, that whole bit, it just instantly annoyed me. And then we get the stuff with James again, where we get the dance sex yes. interrupted by her period, yeah. um, which is just, well, I mean, I, I've literally just written double underlined, what the fuck? Yeah. Why, why, why does that scene even need to... Well, this is this is what I was saying earlier on. Is that is that whole that whole arc with I call it an arc in the loosest possible sense that that whole story with James it just doesn't serve any purpose because they don't do anything with it. No, it's so it serves no purpose. But just the fact as well of like there are a million and one ways that she ends this scene with the power on a high note, and none of them need to involve her having her period. No, and actually, like I said, there's something there. Yeah, go on. So as in, before we even get there, we get the scene where you know, they're, they're in the car and they're driving back to this place in the first, no, in the beginning. And she's eating a cheeseburger. And we've, we've had this thing where, you know, she, 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 she eats cheeseburgers. Okay, that's a character thing. Fine, whatever. And she automatically pissed me off because, A, she was sat, she's in the seat, but she sat on the top of the seat. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, no, for fuck's sake, who, yeah. do, who does that? It just wrecks the it. seat. But yeah. also, she gets a burger app and ch- doesn't just to let it go. She fucking hurls it out the side of the car. She that, also does that. She also does that thing, which seems to become shorthand for ditzy trailer trash blonde in a film, which is takes a massive bite out of a burger and then chews with a mouth open like a cow. Yeah. That really winds me up. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Why does anybody do that? Nobody the, does that once no. they're past fucking ten. Like, uh, as a, the, the, only, the, the only thing I'm glad of because I I have that thing whereby the sound of people chewing makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, yeah. So at least you didn't get that. Yeah, true. You didn't get that because um, I, I, I find I, I have to when we're eating at home. I have to leave the table when the kids. If the, if the TV's not on or there's not a radio on, I can't sit and eat with them yeah, because yeah. I just get that slapping noise, that sort of gum slapping noise, and I want to kill them both. So, so I have, yes, I have to leave the table. So at least we didn't get that, but we got yeah. the stupid bit with her chewing with her mouth open. And... Yeah, I, I, I don't get that, but that is that is something that does annoy me, and you see it. You like now if you haven't noticed it before listeners now i've called it out you watch every time there is like a ditzy trailer trash blonde trope in a film you watch them eat a fucking and it's always a cheeseburger oh yeah you watch them you watch them eat that cheeseburger this is a thing i it just winds me up um 
So yeah, we, we don't need the whole thing with the period. But again, there is there is a there is an argument to be made again for it being character information. As I say, she doesn't understand how you know that is she she doesn't understand other people and she doesn't understand society. So I get that. But again, it's not her that's bad, it's him, where he immediately responds with, I've got towels. <laughs> what the actual fuck? Like, listen, dude, this is wrong on so many levels, mate. Right. First of all, she just told you she doesn't want to fuck you. So that's that. Whether you've got towels or not, that's she has said no. That is that. Yeah. Okay. Also, there's not South Park. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like, also, who does that? Really? Like. But again, surely that rings alarm bells because, you know, he's a single man living alone. So why does he have sandry towels? And, and why do you even go... Like, they're obviously doing it for a cheap laugh, okay? But why do you even go to that? As a, as a character now, let's work this through, okay? We're men. We can work this through. She says, no, because I'm on my period. How does he then go to, I've got towels, instead of, okay, give me a blowy? <laughs> like, how is that not where he goes? How, I, I, yeah. I, I don't I, I, actually, I don't no, I, I can explain that. I can explain that. This is a reach. Okay. Um, so... He at this point he's no. They're still trying to sell him as this no this less CD le, no less letrous bloke. So the, he's in direct comparison to Al, the owner of the cheetah, right? Whose signature line is yeah, all yeah. about blowjobs. So maybe they're trying to set him apart that he's not a complete twat, not twat, twat. Um, that actually you know he's he's a decent bloke who just tried to finger her while she's on a period. Um, but you know, so maybe that's where they, you know, he, you know, that's trying to set him apart and setting him a standard above before they then relieve he's a complete douche monkey. Maybe, but I think the audience already knows he's a douche monkey by this point, and she's already turned him down. So if anything, drawing the comparison there, then with with the guy from the he's actually strengthens that case. You actually get a bit of synergy there. So, I mean, if you really wanted to kind of just maybe draw the comparison but pull away from it a little bit, handy. You know, um, I mean, also that would then like the whole thing about oh, I'm on my period, I got towels and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's gross. But bearing in mind her background, if he then immediately turns around and says, OK, give me a blowy, you can then understand how that would immediately trigger her and immediately yeah. trigger that reaction. Yeah, because she's used to turning tricks. So for, for, for a guy to exert his aggression on her that way and say, well, okay, then you can't do that, but you are going to do this. You could understand how that yeah. would set her off. As it is, this scene is just disgusting and comically bad. Yeah. Um, because I have to laugh at it, because otherwise I am disgusted by it. Um, it just all kinds of wrong. I, I don't I don't even know why. Uh, just fucking. I, I, but, and it's wrong because the power is in the wrong place. That's, yeah. that's the issue, is that he is forcing the issue with her. She has said no, and he's just like continually. For thankfully, she fucks off and walks out. Um, so uh, we end it all good, but just weird, 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 weird. Um, so she storms out because she doesn't. Well, no, this is really fucking weird. But actually, she storm. She 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 leaves, but she half sort of half runs, half stumbles down the lane, and there happens to be a waiting taxi there. Now I'm fairly sure when they were driving there, they were in fucking back alleys and on like some sort of industrial park. Yeah. But yeah, there just happened to be a taxi there. Now, now, here's the really weird thing, okay? She first ends up with him uh, doing this dance thing because she storms out of the audition because she doesn't want the job, which she hasn't yet got at that point. She's just yeah. like, I'm done with this. I'm yeah, out. This. I'm so she, go, she goes with him. And, he's, and again, we're back to the other story now where he's writing because he's this sensitive artist and he's writing this play for her. And we're back at street level now where, yeah. you know, it's all fucking weird street level boho kind of stuff, right? So she runs out with him. That doesn't work out. 
She then finds out she's got the job and takes the job, even though but two minutes want. ago she didn't want. Okay, so that this is a bit of a mess. And then the first person she goes to tell is she immediately runs to tell him who she's just run out on and who she's just spent the last five minutes talking to about how she didn't want the job anyway and they're going to do their own fucking thing. Yeah. And she's mad because he's with another woman. Like, look, he's disgusting. He's despicable. But, he's, but he's he, doesn't, he doesn't owe her anything no. at this point. And, and to what he says that, no, we've got no, and he's right. we've got no ties. No, 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 he's absolutely right. They're not in a relationship. They were no. just they were just gonna fuck each other. Like yeah. this was just free and easy sex, which she yeah. turned down. And yeah, that's she as t- is she her right. And he went elsewhere. And, and yeah, he's a douchebag, but I think he's perfectly within his rights to do this. Yeah. You know, but and this again now is where I, I've written here. Like, I, I really feel like there's something here in this film. I feel like there's a point to be made about exploitation. Everybody's trying to exploit her. He's trying to exploit her. The company are trying to exploit her. But she is so obnoxious. She's just so obnoxious that this doesn't land. Yeah, it doesn't land at all for this for this to land. She needs to be innocent first. Well, yeah, as I said, you know, the, the whole point of this is that you know, she should be discovering this this huge fucking thing that just knocks the wind out of the sails. Yes. But actually, she doesn't have a right to be angry about it. No, because she is complicit in all of this shit. Like, yeah. she brings all of this on herself. That is the problem. Yeah. She is self-destructive. Uh, and as I say, they, there's a narrative there, but that's not what they go for. They try and set it up like it's supposedly some huge sort of seedy underbelly type situation yeah. but it, it's not because she she's completely complicit in all of this um i actually kind of hate myself for the way this film makes me feel if i'm honest this film just makes me feel grotty mm. and it and it's supposed to mm. right it, it is supposed to but i feel like it doesn't do it well enough so i i don't know it just it confuses me this film confuses me because it makes me kind of like as i say i i hate i hate no me and I, and I feel like she brings all of this on herself. But then also, the other characters' attitudes towards her are disgusting. Mm. So I don't feel, for instance, like I should be defending that guy. But he's entirely in the right. Yeah. So and, I kind of got to. Yeah, it, it's, diff- it's difficult as well because, I mean, certainly by this point, the only character who looks like they've got any sort of um, interest in, her, in Nomi's well-being is Molly. Yeah. But even then, you can argue. Well, yeah, okay. So no, she, she yes, she took her in, but no, she she took this job on her behalf, more or less. Yeah. You no, know, this job she just spent ten minutes telling she doesn't want. Yeah. She's like, oh, call him back now. I'll tell you what, I'll call him for you. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like that thing when you're a kid, but no, you, your parents, you know, so go and get a paper on, go, you know, go and work in the corner shop. I don't want to. I want to put the same PlayStation all day. Fuck off. You're going to get a job, and they they arrange it for you. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. It's like, hang on, what happened to fucking free will? I mean, to be fair, Molly probably just wants her out of the fucking house. Well, um, yeah, to be fair, it's a really small trailer to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I really fucking... It, it, this film makes me uncomfortable. It really does. Uh, and I, like I said, I feel like it's a success on some level because it's supposed to. It's supposed to. to, yeah. But it just doesn't... I think doesn't the problem is, well I think it's, it's, supposed, it's supposed to make me feel uncomfortable for the reasons we've been talking about in terms of what it's, no, what it's saying and all the rest of it. But actually, it's... It's for the wrong reasons that you actually feel uncomfortable because actually, yes. yeah, her character is just so, so much of a fucking shit yes. that you don't want to root for her at all. No, and, and again, like, that's that's not to say, like, yeah, she's a shit because she's fucking crazy. She, she clearly has issues and society has done this to her. Mm. And so I feel like I should be sympathizing with her, but I can't because she's so fucking horrible. 
and yeah. such a, just it's so nonsensical anyway um one of the best running gags in the film expertly pulled off by all involved versace i think yeah. is excellent again it feels like low low rate pretty woman though um yeah. but it, it's good it's funny i got it up versace and they all play into it again the exploitation is coming to the fore yeah just give her what she wants because she's yeah, in the show pat her, just pat her on the head and uh, tell her no, give her a cookie yeah uh, and then we get like another really fucking great scene. We're introduced properly to Gay for the first time. Yeah, who is great. That that now that's two likable characters we've got now. Three, in fact, if you include the large lady in in the strip yeah. club. Okay, so we've got the producer, director, whatever he is, that largely, and Gay, and and then Gay taking her through the motions. You know, you eat brown rice and and vegetables, and this is this is your mirror. This is we all that great. And again, it feels like different film again. We're back over in the same film we were in the audition. She's the underdog. She's starting out. This is what yeah. she wants. I'm fine with this. I'm up for this, right? But we've just but we got taken away from it and thrown back into it, um, yeah. right? Okay, fine. Then we kind of get the strongest hint, really. In well, not hint, and she flat out says it. Um, we find out her family is is dead. Her family yeah. is deceased. She says. Now that much has been obvious from the very first fucking scene. Yeah. It was it was there in the performance again. As I say, I think she's playing what's there, so we yeah, know we've had that. before that as well. So I mean, we had it um, where she's doing the um, she's learning the dance and she's on her back doing the pelvic thrusts and the, the so the ginger guy whose name I can't remember, um, he's, he's got his head right in the crotch and he's doing, yeah she no she's all she's all she's all pelvic thrust but you know she's got it she's doing really well um, and she again says to the producer no I don't know oh, I don't know where she's she's learned it or where, where she does it. Oh, she, she's learned it, but they don't teach it in a class. So, again, we get this, you know, this illusion of the fact that she does have this so slightly seedier past. Yeah. So, we are, you know, there, there are bits like that in this film. It, and, and it's Who's starting... the ginger guy, by the way? I don't know. I thought I recognised him as well. Yeah, I, I've been trying to work out where, you know, where I recognise him from for about two days now. Mm. But, yeah, you, yeah. yeah but, but you're right. That, that's all starting to come to the fore. And, and, if it, and it does now feel like if this had followed directly you know the scene with naomi saying uh or naomi saying i'm watching you be a prick and she hadn't stormed out and this had followed that yeah i really feel like we'd be starting to gather momentum because that's yes. what it feels like you know we find out yeah we find out this stuff about appearance which yeah we we did sort of get alluded to earlier on i picked that up but if we'd explored that a little bit more instead of spending all this time dicking around with john and all of that then maybe we'd be a bit more sympathetic to her as well yeah. and then i've written like now we're at the show like now we're in it and she's getting trained and she's going on stage and stuff like that it is a totally different film. Yeah. Totally different. And a lot of the earlier problems that we we're having, saying she's acting unrealistically and the dialogue's bad and all that, they were just accentuated by this kind of street-level gritty realism. As I said, if they weren't yeah. trying to be so stark and realist about it and trying to do this big character study, then it wouldn't have felt so ridiculous. And if, if they'd have just stuck with this tone yeah. that they've got now, I... I think it might have worked. And, and again, I, I, I said it earlier, but I think if you'd have handed it to somebody like Schumacher, he would have made that work. You still would have had some of that character in front. You still would have had the strip club, but all of that shit with John, just bin it off. Yeah. Just, or James, rather. James, just just yeah. bin it off. Just fucking bin it off. Okay? You don't need it. You go from the pickup truck to Vegas to the first meeting with, um, I've got her name again, Crystal, to the strip club, back to the show. This this yeah. is a character arc. This is where you need to go. Um, so yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I mean, I as I, I came into this, and I was at the start. And I don't know why we do this to ourselves every fucking month. Um, but you're right. I think there. I think the problem here is it's not the film it should be. 
No. Because there's too much crap, there's too much noise in it. Yeah, there is. There is. And and, and that noise extracted out and yeah. played as his own film, I yes. think would be good as well. Um, yeah. The only, only thing I, I do think with this film is it's, uh, everywhere I look, it's branded as an erotic drama. I suppose erotic is a fucking spoon. It's porn. Well, yeah, it is. It is porn. It's flat out porn. It's just tits and ass everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's softcore porn. It's not fucking erotic. It's no. just softcore porn. Let's yeah. call it what it is. Yeah, I, I think that was why my dad was so disappointed with it. He was expecting another basic instinct, and he's yeah. like, "Well, no, this is, this is just a porno and a bad one at that. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's a story here. This isn't, this isn't erotic. This is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so she goes outside and has a another conflict with James, and he's playing the victim. And I, I feel like you know, I, I feel like we're supposed to feel something for him here because Kyle McLaughlin shows up then in his fucking Ferrari or whatever yeah. he's driving, and just basically makes james look like a total dick which he is yeah so i i'm sorry i like yeah i may i may have defended his decision earlier because i, I think it was right but you know like he's he's dick i don't feel sorry for him at all so this scene doesn't work whatsoever no at, at all because you've painted painted him to be a total dick with all the period stuff and like I think even the, the sleeping with the with the other girl like as long as if, if he hadn't tried to force himself yeah. know me i think you could have got away with that and i might have felt at least a little bit sympathetic from here but i don't because he's a dickwad so well the thing is as well i mean whether it would make that much of a difference i'm not sure but given the way his character's coming across at this point it would be far more effective if it wasn't another dancer and he just picked up another one it was a fucking wife or a long-term girlfriend yep so just yeah, to really, make... some, really cement the fact that he's a complete cunt nugget yeah, that not, not the fact that he's just no, he's just a chancellor and he's he's out trying to pick up whatever he can pick up, um, which you know could have been the herb for all I care, um, but you know it's it it would have been again a lot more effective because that way then she then she has more reason to feel aggrieved. Yep, totally, totally. Um, so yeah, no, no sympathy for him whatsoever. Cal McLaughlin's great. Um, we get another scene then between her and Crystal and just like what like look what is her problem with Crystal this needs to be explored explicitly yeah. otherwise none of this works and it and it doesn't like well, uh, every time she's on screen with Crystal I'm just like stop being such a cunt to her like she's well, the it's, boss it's like there needs to be some sort of conversation where there's actually some honesty yeah uh, it, like, everything is posturing between them and it's all um it's all Nomi's uh, and the Crystal is there and Crystal is there going, no I've been, I've been you. I know where you are. I've, no, yeah. I've seen, I've seen your career because I did it myself. So no, I've, I've done this. No, take, no, take my advice. Take what I'm offering you. Learn, yeah. you know, learn from it. And nobody's response says, "I'm not anything from you." Well, actually, you do because no, you need, no, you need the job. They're not going to fire, fire her. They'll fire you. So no, take what she's offering. Take no, learn from it. But instead, she, yeah, she's just an absolute bitch about it. Yeah, and, and like everything that Crystal ends up doing to her, which isn't much, but you know, she sets her up with the businessmen and stuff like that. All of that. It's just like sorry, mean girl shit, isn't it? Sorry, Nomi deserves it as well. Like, Chris, Crystal is trying to be nice to her, gets her the job. Yeah. And like, yeah, okay, she's a bit spiky, but that's just her character. Like, she's genuinely trying to look out for her. I, yeah. I genuinely believe she is at the start. No, she's, yeah, she's trying, to, she's trying to give her, give her a leg up. She's trying to get her yeah. started. Because she does see herself in her, and yes, she wants to fuck her. Right. Fine. But then Nomi just throws it back in her face, you know, and then we get we get this exchange between them as well, where she says, maybe you are a whore, but I'm not. And again, like Nomi's backstory is clear as day here. Mm. Like it's clear as day. So just fucking give it to us. Stop making me work so hard for it. 
You know, like there's a time for subtlety, and this isn't it. Not in no. this fucking film. No. No. Just, just give it to us. Give us the backstory. It will help so much. Well, well, that's the thing, you know, because I said I got to. I mean, I haven't seen it for years until this week. Um, I got to about three quarters of the way through before I actually started thinking. Hang on, I, I like I remembered it. I was like, oh yeah, this is coming, isn't it? Because I was just that fucking nonplussed with it. But yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, in some respects, this film is as subtle as a housebreak. Mm. But then when it comes to actual story and, bu- and building a character in a way that makes sense in terms of what we're seeing on screen, it's like, okay, you're not going to bother doing that then. Oh, yeah. no, wait, wait, you did it. Okay, fine, great. Oh, that's the end. Fantastic. And again, it's it's this weird, it falls into this weird no man's land where if this were a, a more realistic then, if this were that street level character drama type thing, then this would be too overstated, a line like this. Yeah. You know, maybe you are a whore, but I'm not. And the way she lives it, then that would be too overstated. That you, you may as well have big flashy neon lights saying yeah. used to be a whore. Yeah. Right. And that would be too much. Stylistically, it's, it's out of whack. But mm. then on the flip side of things, then when we got this big grand production thing and she's acting like a bitch and we're supposed to be sympathetic to her, it's not enough. Mm. So it's like it's in this weird no man's land again, just like the two stories are like just, just pick a side. Pick a fucking side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that scene plays out and the two of them start to bond and we get dance sex part two. Um, yeah. But it's very, very short. No foreplay or anything. Um, they're just straight into it and it, it goes nowhere. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it was supposed to be erotic, but it really fucking wasn't. Uh, yeah. Dirty dancing, this ain't. Yeah. Um, and then then we get then the, the setup then at, at the boat show, which, you know, it again, it has something to say. Clearly, the boat show is trying to say something, yeah, yeah. about about the attitude of, of the way that the casino is just buying and selling these girls, like their merchandise and the attitude towards, yeah. you know, big corporations and stuff like that towards women. It's got something to say, yeah. but we fucking hate Nomi, so it doesn't land. Well, this again, is if she was, if not even if she was innocent to it, that's the wrong word. It's if if at least she had a strong moral compass. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and realised what was going on and, and was made to feel uncomfortable but thought that maybe she should go along with it because she really wants this job. Well, yeah, that's it. Because, I mean, you've got the other girl who's there, whose name I can't remember, um, the, the redhead. Mm. And that she's really reluctant. She's playing it. She's playing it right. Yeah. She's, a, she's, she's reluctant to go along. In the first place, she's like, oh, yeah, okay, I know what this is. Yeah. I need money. I'm going to... She goes into it with her eyes wide open. And you think, again, with Nomi's background, you think, she, how does she not fucking recognise this setup? Yep. And then it just gets to the point where she once again explodes, um, runs off to Cal McLaughlin. Um, and, and, and of course, again, like this is where we, we start to peel back the curtain then where he says, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll deal with this now. And he calls the guy up and dresses yeah. him down. And then as soon as she's out the door, he's yeah. fucking laughing yeah. about you it. You stupid fucker, come back. You yeah. stupid fuck, come back. Yeah. I, yeah. Look, I, I thought that was quite well handled. Yeah. That, him, I did too, actually. Least. I thought because I mean, yeah, it's, it's that thing whereby we know he's no. At this point, we know he's not the fucking um, the knight in shining armor you know, that she's looking for. We, we know exactly from from day one. Yeah. It was but obvious no, what he so was. We, we we know we, we know that he's not what she thinks he is. So that's fine. So w- as soon as this thing comes, when when he have, when he pulls him in and gives him a dress, and I'm thinking, hang on, where's that come from? Yeah. Because at no point have we seen him express any concern over anybody's well being no. up until now. So why all of a sudden is he going to do this? And then you get the phone call. Ah, you stupid fucker, come back. And so, right, okay, there he is. But again, it's it, again, it's that very good commentary of saying, 
yeah, yeah. They, they don't, they, these is, are pieces of meat. This is this is the best I think they do at getting that over. They, this yeah. scene worked perfect. They, they, it, this is the kind of tone that it needs, and, and yeah. this is that blending of the two. But we don't get it very often. Um, mm. But but here I think you know it's a, it's a dramatic scene. Everybody plays their part well in it. Yeah, well in it rather, and and we get the message across rather than it being overblown or rather than it being fucking subtle as as anything like this is this is pitched perfectly well and it works because of it yeah um so that's that's good um and then we get i think one of my favorite scenes um where it turns out that um that the larger cabaret lady and, and the, the sleaze guy from the club have come to watch her in the show yeah. and again like in in this story if this is the story we followed through and, and not all the james stuff this is really nice. This is a nice mid. mid yeah, she's a, yeah, point. Yeah, You've done it. We're, something. we're proud of you. Yeah. You know, and and even he's really sweet. You know, and a great line when he's he's walking through, through the door, and again just brings us back into the world again by turning around and saying, "Huh, it must be weird not having anybody come on you." Yeah. It just spat <laughs> coffee that, at that point. That, Fantastic. that was the line I had to pause it because I was laughing so much. Fantastic, but it works as well, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's been such a heartfelt scene, and actually, this is, I think thus far the only actual journey of the film because she's gone from those two and even on her last day when she was leaving they were like you'll be back you'll be yeah. back you're not going to make it you'll be back you'll yeah, be back we've seen this before you everyone thinks that yeah. you're good for us we always come back yeah and, and then they go and see her and say no actually you are you are a really good kid you're going to make it you know and they and they're the old hands the town has chewed them up and spat them yeah. out you know they they're everything that she doesn't want to be so for them to say you you're not like us you, you're going to make yeah. it and it, and it it's nice. It, yeah, it's and really then you get nice to probably forget where she, you know, where um, it's out. Gets it's out, and um, that's all. That's all. Uh, that's all. Is and you're right. It's a really nice scene. Uh, well, it's probably what passes for a nice scene in this film, um, because as I say, you know, she gets her tits out, and you get the line about nobody coming on you. So yeah, yeah, but it, it is. It, it works because it, it, it's it's tonally honest, and it's tonally right for the the showgirl narrative of the film. Not yeah. the again, not the fucking. James Street level dirty dancing, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um. Like it, it works for that other version of the film, so so that's fine. Um. So then we get we get into this series of scenes with Kyle MacLachlan, then where she's fucking like goes home with him and stuff and starts doing coke, and we have what is without any shadow of doubt the most ludicrous sex scene I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like you want to talk about overacting, it looks like she's having a fucking fit. Like it well, is. It, it, it looks like she's just me, right. I don't know if it was just me. I, I was half hoping he'd fucking drown her. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's not far off waterboarding the way he's holding her under that fucking. Well, that was it, and then I, I mean, yes, the way she's she's hanging off him at this point, he, he's sort of out under the his his hand is sort of here on on the top of her chest and the bottom of her neck. I'm just waiting for her to push her back. It's it's. I was She's fucking drowned her and do us all the favours. About half an hour left at this point. It, it is ludicrous. She really looks like somebody's thrown a toaster in the pool. Like. It's, <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, worst sex scene I think I've ever seen in my life. It's absolutely mm. fucking ludicrous. Um, it, 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 I, I always sort of think, when you, when you get some re- those, those scenes which are really overplayed, it always makes me think of the one in Team America. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's brought to mind uh, when I was watching that last night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Um, and then I've I've made a note here um, that Nomi totally deserves what she gets from Crystal. Uh, I'm not sure what Crystal did to her at this point. Oh, it's the understudy thing, wasn't it? The yeah. Understudy thing. All of a sudden, Crystal's like, no, I don't want you for my understudy. And again, actually, 
like, yeah, it's a it's a dick move, but it's a power play here, and it feels like she deserves it. It feels like this is Crystal going, look, actually, just remember, I got you this fucking job. Yeah, I'm the fucking star. I'm the star of the show. Fucking get back in your box, sweetheart. Yeah, wind, wind, wind your neck in. Yeah, and, and it feels right. Yeah, that it, is, it, feels, <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, it, it does. Um, so she totally deserves it. Um, and then we get this fucking weird BDSM scene that they, that they do, which uh, all of a sudden... This film has almost as much fetish gear as Mario. Like, I don't know if it's better than Mario, but it almost has as much fetish gear as Mario. Spoiler, it ain't better than Mario. Um, but it's got almost as much fucking fetish gear in it at this point. Um, and then, like, it, it, this is where she snaps then when they, they're coming down the stairs. Yeah. Um, and, like, this is where you realize, like, Nomi is an actual psychopath. She's yeah. not, she hasn't just got problems. She's she's psychotic. She yeah. she actually is a, a there are there are two nomies. Okay, and when when she gets riled, it's like she just loses the fucking plot. She yeah. just completely sees red and and just goes off the handle completely. Um, now there it, there's a nice callback as well. We didn't mention it, but there's there's this kind of slight B plot between yeah. these two other dancers who share a table and they hate each other. And Nomi earlier on sees one of them throw some pearls on the stage. Oh, whatever they are so yeah. one trips and breaks leg and and says nothing because you know snitches get stitches yeah. uh so it's it's the right call and then there's a beautiful call back here then where the one that nomi's not stuck up for but didn't grass up sees exactly what nomi does when she pushes crystal down the stairs and just comes to a defense and just says yeah. no 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 nomi was nowhere near her and yeah, she, she fell I, yeah. I saw it i saw it and again there's something nice there about that in that if we'd have played this film differently and we got, we, we have sympathy for Nomi and now we see this is a turning point where actually this industry has got his claws into her. She's done coke. She's banged the boss. She's, she's getting too big for her boots. And now actually she's done something horrific. Yeah. And then if the person that springs to her defense then is the person that earlier on we were supposed to be with her thinking, Ooh, maybe she should grass her up, but she didn't like she's, she's now complicit in that act as well. Yeah. I mean, there was an element of this, which, I mean, I've not seen it for, for a good number of years now, but there, it struck me there was a bit of, in the way her character changed, an element that um, Aronofsky borrowed in Black Swan, where you do get the very disparate sides of the... I, I don't know, obviously that's taken from Swan Lake and the rest of it, but there was very much, um, you very much got that feeling, whereby, you, yeah, as you said, there are two fucking, two you, characters. Um, yeah, you, you, you took the wind out of my sails there for my, my closing paragraph. We, had, we don't discuss... <laughs> We we save everything for the that is the that is the comparison I was going to draw at the end in that actually the film that this wants to be is Black Swan yeah that that is the film this absolutely wants to be but with more tits and ass um and and actually as I've said I think it could be yeah if if they'd been more focused like Black Swan is fucking phenomenal film it is absolutely superb um it's an all-timer for me that film all right so this is never going to be that good no but this that's definitely what i pulled similarities out of it all over the shop you're dead right it's very much on, on the same tangent and i feel like had this been better controlled and had we had a singular narrative yeah. uh that, that wasn't branching off all over the place then that's that's what Nomi's character study should be. Is yeah. that is like I am becoming just obsessed with becoming the showgirl and my onstage persona and the fact that she's come from nowhere and all of a sudden she's in this glitzy. 
that works and that works with the exploitation angle and it works when she flips all of that yeah. works and i think that would have got the message across because then you just make it more explicit than black swan is going to be which is much more nuanced but this is then yeah. you know that's nomi's character but the actual story is about how this society is chewing her up and spitting her out rather yeah. than how she's slowly descending into madness yeah. um but it doesn't do that. But you are you are dead right. That is the best comparison for this film, I think. That is absolutely what it could be yeah. if it was handled better. Um, but yeah, we, we realize she she's actually like she is she's actually criminally insane. There is yeah. no two ways about it. Like she definitely is. Okay. Um and, and actually this comes at the right point in the film. Yeah. It's just that we haven't had the slow build to it that we need and we don't understand why she hates this character. More time spent with Crystal and less time spent with James would have got us here. And would it have would have. And, I mean not only that we'd have seen more glimpses of her character as well. We'd, yes. we'd, we'd have had more time with this. And rather than just having these temper tantrums and flouncing off. Yes. We'd have actually seen her just be a little bit more creative, a little bit more vicious sometimes. And no, never know. Okay, we had the bit with the um the the, the, the switchblade at the start, which was fucking terrible. But we you know they they've already alluded to the fact this character does have a you know, a self reported mean streak. Yes. So let's build on that. Let's, let's no, let's do away with all the shit with James. Let's build on that for ten minutes throughout no, th- throughout the course of the film. So when she pushes her down the stairs, we think, oh right, okay, well. Th- didn't necessarily see her doing that, but it's been coming. It's been building to that, not just right. Okay, boom. She's uh, she's actually Daenerys Targaryen, isn't she? She's the Daenerys Targaryen that people <laughs> think Daenerys Targaryen is in season eight, where they go, "Never saw that coming. Why do she do that?" No, no, that that's Better what this wrong. is. Yeah, yeah, that that's what this is. She's yeah, like it's it's just under the surface here, whereas in Game of Thrones it's blatant, but it, it's the same thing. It's like, and as you say, I think maybe the switchblade. Even that could have worked really well as a scene if, for instance, that had happened with James, where he's pushing yeah. it, and so all of a sudden out comes the switchblade, and she's like, no, you listen, you back off, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah? If the guy at the start had just been more of a, just, you know, a slap even, or just some harsh words, or just very clearly saying, look, no, I'll get it, or, or the, you know, the actual one is just stop the fucking ban, I'll yeah. get out, fuck Well, that's you. it, because, I mean, he threatens to kick her out a couple of times, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so, I well, mean, and no. if you want to show that she's a bit mental, just have her open the door and jump out. Yeah, have her open the door and not jump out because as soon as she opens the door, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna stop. Yeah, and that's enough. We don't need the switchblade, and you can escalate to the switchblade, and then yeah, by the time you get into Jimmy, you, you get into the sort of end of Act One transit. No, it, actually, the dance scene we, we're into Act Two, so yeah. you do you get that slight pullback then of actually, whoa, fucking hell, she is mental. But then off we go again, and we have enough time to kind of forget about it a little bit. Yeah. As she's ascending to power, and then actually, no, bang, here it comes. She is literally fucking crazy. She is yeah. criminally insane. Um, so yeah, pushes pushes her down the stairs, um, and then uh, Nomi ascends to the top, as as you would ex- expect. That's that's where this narrative is going. The problem is that we still don't know where she came from for this yeah. to mean anything. All we know is she wants to be there for yeah, us we... to feel this. Well, that's we the thing. She said, oh, I, she came, came I came from different places. Well, what different Where? places? What hardship? Why Why do we want to root for you? Why is it any of this important? Yeah, exactly. Rocky, she fucking ain't. Um, so, and then, then Molly starts to take it out on her a bit. She's like, look at what you've become. I know what you did. Don't let it suck you in. All of this. Yeah. And then they literally deal with that in, in the space of one conversation, as you were saying. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not that. So, it's, no, she... They they have this argument where she's I don't know 
the one the one who said you did you weren't anywhere near, she was looking the other way so i know you i know you did it because i know she didn't see you not do it so they have yeah. that argument she's like look at what you become look at what you're becoming this no you're not the know me i know or whatever it is and off she goes and so they've had an argument and then all of a sudden they're doing having this party for no oh, me before, before that take a step back they're having an argument and cal mclaughlin has said that he's going to throw a party that's what kicks the oh, argument yeah off. that's right he's yeah. going to throw the party and rex manning whatever it is i, I didn't alex garb is going to be there okay uh, and she goes to tell Molly, and, and Alex Carr is like, Molly's his super fan. This is all yeah. she wants is to meet this guy. They they call out to it earlier in the film, and it's a nice call back here as well, where he's on the poster. It's one day I'm going to meet him, and I'm going to, um, what is it? I can't use my hand or something I, like I that. Can't, I can't thread a needle anymore. Can't thread a needle anymore. That's it. Which That's a beautiful callback when we get that as well, actually. There are some really nice touches in this film, okay? Which, again, just like with Game of Thrones, proves that it can be done. Um, but yeah, they're going to have this party, but she's in the middle of having this bust up with Molly. And she says, look, Molly, you've got to come to the party. Molly, it ain't a party without you. And that's lovely. Like this bust up between them and that sentiment of like, actually, you know, Molly's her only friend, really, yeah. you know, and, and there's something there. And it's more of that stuff again, that we need in this story. Molly is her Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Okay. She's her one would be like that. That was wrong. Know me like you should. Yeah, have done. And, and that's the thing. I mean, there's you never have that point in this film, and I think it's it's possibly missing from their from their narrative. But you would generally have yes, you're my only friend, so I'm going to fuck you over. I'm going to abandon you for yes. everybody else. Yes, but yes, we yes, don't yes. get that. No, and and again, I've written at the end of this sentence, and that is the exact sentiment. There really could be something here if we spent more time with it. This is yeah. another thing of showing how ultimately ruthless and crazy she is of like, I will fuck Molly over and I don't care because I'm a fucking sociopath as well. Like just, I don't care about anything other than being fucking famous and, yeah. you know, just not ever having to go back to the street. So there's something there. Molly absolutely refuses to go to the party to meet like the, the man of her dreams because she is so fucked off and scared i think as well of no me yeah. and yet in the very next scene oh there she is up pops molly yeah dressed up to the lines because we need her for the script because yes. all of a sudden now uh we realize we don't have a third act yeah. um so we need to do something and we need to do it quickly uh so molly shows up meets i've forgotten his name again alex right? carver alex carver okay uh, and says i can't even thread a needle anymore great yeah. wonderful wonderful little scene where she meets him and, and to be fair his, his reaction to that as well because he's like yeah. what the fuck are you what talking about yeah so like, lovely that's really callback. good as well yeah lovely call the back. only good thing about this dude in the film <laughs> yeah and, and again that that has led me to write there is a decent brackets not good there is a decent not good film in here but it's it's just completely lost it yeah. is if you shaved an hour out you well, have I mean, this, this is like two hours two hours ten something like that if you, you're like, okay, shave half hour out, focus on, focus on all the Vegas stuff, forget about all the fucking stuff with James, who actually we've completely glossed over the end of his story, but you did bring up yeah. earlier on. She goes to see him and he is putting the show on and it he does insist still that it's for her. It's fucking terrible. He gets booed off stage and he's knocked up the woman that he was with, but he's going to do the decent thing. He's going to marry yeah, her and he's going to get married. Okay, so he, he ends up sort of... Back, I guess I guess he kind of cancels himself out. He's yeah. a douchebag, but he's doing the right thing. But his story goes nowhere, adds nothing, doesn't need yeah. to be there. Cut it out completely. I think actually oh, with, with that scene as well, where so they're they're not in the strip club, they're in the dance club where he was a bouncer where they first met yes. the music. It's just a nightclub, effectively. 
Yes. Now, who rents a stage in a nightclub to put on a show like that in Vegas where people clearly don't fucking want it? Yeah, it's not going to happen. It, it's not that sort of place. No, you no. can you can see that from the twice we've been in there. It's not that sort of place where people go to see a show. No, no, uh, it just it's fucking ludicrous, isn't it? It's ludicrous. Like in all honesty, you'd take that show down to LA, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's what you'd it's, do. it's an art. It's an art show rather than fucking yes. uh, entertainment. Yeah. yeah, so you you take it down to LA. But anyway, his story wraps up. Yeah. We we glossed over it completely because it's completely fucking unimportant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't seem to thread a needle anymore. And I say it's really good. And then I, I've just written massive capital letters. It's actually taken up four lines on my page. She she goes off with with the guy. Uh, there are two dudes waiting around the corner, and I've just written, "Whoa, what the fuck? This is not quadruple underlined. This is not okay." Where no, did I'm... this come from, and why is it needed, and why does it have to be so well, this, fucking this, graphic? This is the thing, right? And I didn't. I mean, I the thing I didn't get with it is, and yes, okay, I, I get why they've done it. This whole thing of them, they're introducing a, a, a new theme now about consequences, and um, again, in in the spirit of the, the the industry and all the rest of it, and exploitation, that's fine. But so you get this thing where she goes off, and I'm fairly sure, given her level of infatuation with the bloke, if he'd said, "Look, me and my friends want to, no, we all want to fuck you." Yeah, we want, yeah. I can't probably have gone along with it. Yeah. yeah. But as it is, you get this guy and from nowhere, he beats the living fuck out of her, holds her down for his mate to fuck her. And, yeah. he, and his words are, go on, fuck her, fuck her, go on. So hang on, that doesn't ring true. But the other part of it, which really fucking bothered me, right, is that in the context of this film, we've seen most of the blokes that we've seen in the film are gay, are gay dancers or yep. they're trying to fuck Elizabeth Berkeley. So we get this guy, and within seconds, his shirt is off. And you're thinking, okay, he's built out of fucking granite. And I'm fairly sure that in the context of this film, around all these whores and dancers and all the rest of it, he wouldn't have trouble getting laid. So why yeah. does he need two people to hold down a girl who's about five foot tall to rape her? Also, this is really horrible. This is a really horrible thing to say, okay? But I'm going to go here. He's in a party full of models and dancers and incredibly beautiful people. Yeah. Why all does of them he are go- off their tits. Why does he go with the wardrobe assistant who would literally just eat out of his hands anyway? Yeah, exactly. He could have anyone in the party. That's it. And, and as you said, the, the whole reason for this particular incident is that we don't have a third act without it. Uh, it literally is. And it's it's just anything that might have been good about this film. And, and bearing in mind, I like first or maybe second time I've seen it, and I had blocked this from my memory if I had seen it before, okay? I was just starting to say, oh, actually, yeah, okay, there's some good stuff here. There was some bad stuff, but it's all right. It's nipped along. We're coming to a conclusion. It's, it's all right. And then this comes out of nowhere, and it's just done me in this. Like, fuck it. Fuck this film. <laughs> like, this, this, is, this is actually a worse scene than anything in 365 Days. This is, this yeah. is fucking horrible. Like, you, you full-on see him punch her. Like, yeah, she yeah. gets fucking battered. She ends up in hospital. Um, there's even there's even stains on her clothes when they yeah they've made it really graphic and the, the whole thing with it is right so yeah we get it that she tries to leave I don't know again given the fact she's fucking walked up there fine she's changed her mind that's fine so they block the door and they grab her so they're holding her while I've forgotten his name now Alex while he punches her in the face mm. and then punches her in the stomach okay yeah so then they throw her onto the bed and hold her down while 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 the first no while the first one gets to rape her. I'm I'm assuming they all think it's her. Yeah. And so we get that, and then so that's incredibly graphic and unnecessary. 
And then she cut. No, again, the scene where she, where you know we've, we, you've got the, the the juxtaposition where Nomi and Tom McLaughlin, whose name I can't fucking remember, Zach, um, they're dancing, and she he's like, oh, I think I'm falling in love with you, and all this sort of thing. Okay, fine, that's moving their story along, and then she stumbles out and collapses, and I think. Okay, that's fine, but again, that doesn't do anything for Nomi's story at this point because Nomi's story needs to end for Nomi, Nomi the dancer, not yeah. then at this point in the next scene where we find out who she really is. By which point, but, it's too little, too fucking late. Well, this is the problem again: is this whole scene part of the reason I'm so against it? Besides the fact it's very graphic, right, and it's, it's, it's there's no need for it to be this graphic, but. This would fit with story A. Yes. Okay, this would fit back with James and his story and scuzzy little underbelly of Las Vegas, right? That all fits that that would end like this. And then we get Nomi's background that actually, you know, she's fabricated her entire identity here. And she used to turn tricks and live on the street and stuff like that. So it's kind of like we, we don't. You're right. We don't ever finish Nomi the dancer's story. We don't ever get that that arc played out at all. Um, and we don't ever really start Know Me the Street Rats story. Yeah, so, that's it. And I mean, the, the whole thing, I mean, you've, there, there are ways you can go with this because, I mean, Crystal's story is not finished yet either. No, absolutely not. So we've got that. And that you you kind of get this. And I, I, there's an example of, a, and I can't think what it is, but where you sort of take this begrudging acceptance of, you know, okay, this isn't really, the, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, but it's where I wanted to get me. So I'm going to take it. And I'm kind of going to go along with it. And I'll, no, I'll suffer in silence, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll take it and I'll do it. And I can't, there is definitely a film where, no, where I can picture that happening, where it's no, that careful what you wish for sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and we don't get that ending either. And I think no, that's, where this, get... that's where this needs to go. Yeah. Um, we get, I think, the best ending we possibly could. I actually think they wrap it up quite the well. The problem is it doesn't end any of the stories properly. It just no. kind of goes, oh, fuck it, we're out of time. Yeah. We've run out of film. Well, We've got it's like not 20 that. seconds it's that, left. It's, it's that there's been there's, there's no plot to speak of. I, and what very little plot there is, is all on the B story. Yeah, and, and I don't say B story like it's the minor story. I'm just calling them A and B to differentiate between this kind of street level one and, yeah. the, and the showgirl story. So the B story we'll call the showgirl story because we're introduced to it later. Yeah. Um, the B story doesn't sort of gets going, but then doesn't know how to kind of wrap itself up because by the time that she hits the, the top, by the time that she's pushed crystal down the stairs like that only happened sort of 10 15 minutes ago that should be the midpoint of act two for that story and then we have to see her descend from there and then eventually redeem herself and probably end up in james's show off the fucking main strip because Mm -hmm. she's turning her back on all of the fucking limelight and right that's that's how you complete this story but we don't do that because they spend so much time on each of the two halves without saying anything if they focused on one we would be fine but what we actually get instead is she goes like Carmen often tries to tell her like no don't he's he's one of us and this is where the exploitation exploitation thing sorry comes fully to the fore everybody's complicit in what he's doing um you know especially now with culture the way it is today you know this is quite pertinent there is a whole me too aspect to this yeah you know um so this this does ring true and, I, and i'm sure and, you know and even the whole thing of oh well no we'll buy her a shop she'll, she'll be fine she won't say anything it's, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just completely dismissing any any, any responsibility yeah. so buying her off but also no, dismissing um molly's ability to actually do anything yeah so, and no, again we'll do it because it'll make us feel better make us feel like we've done something about it but actually 
who's going to fucking believe her anyway? Nobody's going to care. Again, there's something there and there's something to be said, but <laughs> they don't go with it. Um, no. Now, look, at, at the time as well, I guess this was an incredibly fucking brave thing to try and say as well. Um, because the parallel is clear and we know this sort of stuff was going on then. It, it, it hasn't suddenly started happening in the last five years. It's just now people have started speaking up and that has empowered other people to speak up. And so it's, it's like a fucking Rolling Stone gathering moss now. And yeah. all of these stories are coming out, but they would have been there then. So I'm sure somewhere along the line, this comes from a kernel of absolute truth for someone. Yeah. So there is definitely something <laughs> here. It's just so poorly mishandled. But anyway... She goes postal with him, says, no, absolutely, this is the fucking final straw. You know, you're not going to swallow me up like this. I'm going to do what's right. Yeah. I don't care if you found out who I am and all this. And that would all be good if we knew all of this. If we were the only ones. I mean, that's where you get the drama. If we're the yeah. only ones that knows where she's come from and no one else does. And she's pulling the wall yeah, over their eyes fine. and barely trying to keep it together. Well, that's it. Because then you get, the, you get the added threat of the fact that they could people find might out. find out. Yeah. Right. But... That's not what they did. That's what we need, but that's not what we need. So when this reveal comes, we're just like, yeah, we know, but by now, it's too late to do anything about it. So what she does instead is goes postal, uh, goes and beats the fuck out of Rex Manning. Um, yeah. They bring the flick knife back in, which is nice. It's a nice well, little yeah. callback. I mean, to be fair, at this point, she's already, she's already gone crazy. Yeah. She's already mad. They're introducing the flick knife, and her, no, her primary thing is that no, this person has hurt her friend, her only friend. Yeah. And she's got the flick knife out. She knows she's running at this point. Yeah. And, and it's also, don't forget, it's not just that this person has hurt her friend. This person has done to her friend what has been done to her several times and has got her to the situation that she's in. Well, that's this it. person has very specifically pulled the trigger on a loaded gun. Yeah. Like very specifically, like she was already on the edge, but this was this is what she has been afraid is going to happen to her all along. And it's clearly something that's happened to her in the past. Yeah. So... She is never going to allow it to happen again. So she goes with a flick knife. That's great. As is the fucking curb stomp dance that she does. That's amazing. Because that's like, that's her skills. She's a dancer. So why wouldn't she beat him up in dance? Hmm. Like, of course she would. Uh, so that's really good. Um, but again, we needed to have seen this sort of side of her yeah. bubbling under earlier on. And then... And then descend into this. We needed to descend to this point. Whereas I feel like we've actually ascended to this point. The yeah. film is completely unbalanced. It's like the film is built to this. Yeah. No, this is the lowest point for the character. Like everything that she's been running from has just been thrown in her face. Yes, it didn't happen to her, but it's happened to her best friend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's as close as it possibly could be to her without happening to her. Yeah, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to her, short of it actually happening to her. This has to be the lowest point. This is the end of Act 2. Yeah. But instead, it's the, it's the end, end of, of the fucking film. Well, the thing is as well, I mean, I, I didn't... I mean, I, I can't quite decide... Um, whether th there, there's a line in, in, in here in this scene which I can't decide if it's genius or really fucking annoying. Hit me with it. Where she goes in and she you knows she's in, I, I guess, what passes as a business suit for a, for a stripper. And he says, I think I'll let you better topless. And her response is, You should see me bottomless. Yeah. I can't decide if that's hilarious or really fucking bad. It's really fucking bad. I, 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 it may have been the time I was watching it because it was quite late, but I, I was sitting there thinking, Should I be laughing at that? That seems funny, yeah, but no, I, I, I don't. I, it just—it's been, 
it's been there for two days. I'm just thinking, that's not funny. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No. I'd be really fucking schizophrenic with it. It's not funny. Um, so, so that happens. She runs away again. And actually, oh, she goes to see Chris. Yeah, she goes to tell Molly and say, I, I kicked the shit out of him for you. Yeah, and then stops by to see Crystal. Now, now this is weird as well because I feel like their relationship has been so underplayed for the whole film, and and so there's so little between the two of them other than she hates Crystal for her to go and see her in hospital, and it's almost like as if they need to have this kind of final bonding moment. This all almost this passing of the torch. Yeah, like like and. and and metaphorically, because she's running away, she can't go back to the show, but almost like Crystal's saying, like, you did it, kid. You're going to be fine. Yeah. But that's not what we get at all, because that work hasn't been put in with those characters. Yeah. So, and if nothing else, I feel like that, if that work had gone in, and that's where we got to here, and actually she'd exercised some demons by beating the guy up. Yeah. And and then turning her back on the show, and then all it all it needed was for Crystal to say, "Well done, kid. Don't end up like me," kind of thing. Yeah. Fine, fine. There you go. There's a narrative arc. We've been on it. Wasn't great, but there you go. Well, yeah, it, it, it ends. Dropped and it ends. Fine. But we don't get that at all. Crystal basically just says, "Yeah, I I gave you a hard time because I was like you." Basically digging the boot in, saying, "You fucked me over, but don't worry about it. It's fine." Yeah, it's just um, fine. I got paid for it. Yeah, gives her a fucking cowboy hat. Um, yeah. And incidentally, um, when she gets the cowboy hat, she puts it on, gives a gives a bit of a cheeky grin to camera, and has more stage presence in one shot than she's had in the entire fucking film. film. She looks a million dollars when she pulls the smile in that hat. She absolutely does. But the rest of the film, just like other than focusing on her eyes, because they're they're something pretty fucking special. Yeah. Um, in a in a good way. Yeah. Very. Um, she she very very rarely has any kind of serious presence other than overacting psychosis um but gives her the hat so she goes and starts hitching in a full-on cowboy get up all of a sudden now clearly yeah. insinuation is clearly now that she is adopting the identity of of crystal connors that that's that's yeah. that's who she's going to be next okay and yeah. that's that's fine as well like even i would have even taken that step further i would have had somebody ask her name and say crystal yeah. like or or some other or have a clock a bottle of wine or something. She could walk into a shop and they could ask her name. She could clock a bottle of wine and give the name of a bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, but they don't go with that either, so we miss the end in there. What we do get, though, is a nice bit of synergy where she's picked up by the same guy. Um, and, and there is some really good synergy, especially with her getting in the truck and saying, I want my fucking suitcase back. That made me laugh. And yeah. so I left the film on a high note. But actually, if you think about it, what all that actually points out is that we've just been on one great big robberous ride here. Yeah. And nobody's learned anything. This hasn't gone anywhere. Well, no. It I, was you, a waste you, of two hours. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that you close um, so the drive out and he's swerving all over the road because presumably she's you know, not stabbing him um, because that would be fucking stupid while he's driving. Um, but so, you know, we, we get this uh, this this long high pan and we you know, we settle on the, um, the billboard of her mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, so yeah, that's just really gone nowhere then because she's just fucking running away and we're back yeah. where we started. Except yeah. now she's going from Vegas to LA instead of going from wherever the fuck she was to, to Vegas. And that's what, the only thing that's changed is her destination. Yeah, what, what I feel like we've got out of it, if anything, is by the time we get to the end, we understand who she is as a character, but we needed to do that an hour and change ago. Yeah, because that would so have told us why she to... acted the way she acted. Yeah, what so we, that we did get, get out of it ended. was an absolute plethora of boobs. Oh, I mean, yeah, boobs everywhere, and and the odd fanny. Yes, that is true. Um, yeah, there was some. 
was some fourth front line. But yeah, I mean, it's this. I I genuinely felt. What day is it? Say Tuesday. I genuinely felt that I wasted my Sunday night. Yeah, I I I concur. I felt like I wasted a large chunk of Sunday afternoon as well. Um, this is going to sound gross, but I wouldn't even mind, as you said, if it was erotic. Because well, yeah, then it. Think, yeah, it was shit, but pretty fucking hot. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was fucking look. look this film. I mean, we'll get into summation now because because we're here, yeah. really, aren't we? Um, this film is a fucking mess. Okay, it's an absolute mess. There are two completely different films in the mix here, and I I actually like both. I do. I like both taken on their own. That's so there's a lot of potential with both. The problem is we don't get both. We get half of both. Yeah, and they don't mix at all. Um, it's just a huge fucking mess and a waste of time. It's got some of the worst performances I've ever fucking seen, or the best. As I say, I honestly, this film confuses me so much. It's such a mess that I can't make my mind up. Elizabeth Barkley is either fucking brilliant in this film or absolutely atrocious, and I don't know which it is. I, yeah. I genuinely think she might be brilliant, but the narrative doesn't support it. I, and I, I really do genuinely think she's chipping away at something there. And, and it's like... She knows who she is all the way through the film. And the problem is that she never changes from that. We never go on a narrative journey. But that's not to say that she's done a bad job because the journey isn't there for her. Well, well, that's said, And I think that a lot of the problem, well, a lot of the problems with this lie with the script. Oh, absolutely. Because it doesn't know what it is. It doesn't know whether it wants to be a black swan or a precious or something really fucking gritty and dank and almost desolate. And you know, you've got you know, people trying to rise out of that sort of, you know, that sort of thing. Or whether it wants to be fucking cabaret. This is the thing. What it what it needs to be is smutty cabaret. Yeah. And and to get the points across that it wants to get across, that's absolutely yeah. what it needs to be. Yeah. And so that'll work. A lot of the problems with the script, we have to lay some blame at Verhoeven as well, because ultimately he didn't have to shoot every page of that fucking script. Well, yeah, that's it. And if he did, he didn't have to put it all in the fucking cut. Like, because clearly the stuff with James shouldn't be there. Yeah, I mean, there is a director's cut. Is there now? The reason being that this is the only, um, still, nearly 30 years later, this is the only NC-17 film to get a widespread cinematic release in the US. Okay, right. And there was a director's cut where he took out three minutes in order to get an R rating for video stores because he didn't want an NC-17 rating on home release because they would have restricted what they could have done with it. So that's that's the extent of the director's cut. He cut out some boobs. So it's not actually any better for it then. No, it's just um, it's a shame because I, th- I think you're right. I think there is there is a lot in here. It's just I even think in what shot, it, I I think it's salvageable. I I don't think with what shot or with what's presented to us anyway, it would ever be brilliant. But I feel like it's definitely salvageable to being passable. And yeah. I think and I think with more work. And more focus. I genuinely think that there is something really good here, uh, but it's just not—it's just not explored properly, is it? And it ends up being this gigantic fucking mess, which yeah. accentuates all of the smaller problems. That's the thing. Like, look, every film has some bad dialogue. Yeah. Everything, even Tarantino films, have the odd fucking clunker, right? Every yeah. film has bad dialogue in there somewhere. It's just that when the film is good and when the majority of the dialogue is slick, you give it a pass. Yeah. Like, you'll notice at no point, and we do this a lot on this show, at no point have we pulled this up on any technicalities with regards to production. At no point have we gone, the lighting was off, or I can't hear what's going on, or I don't like that cut. 
you know, and we do do that a lot, but we haven't done that at any point because all of that is fucking exceptional. This yeah. looks this looks like a million dollars, and it should. So we've probably given a load of stuff a pass because we haven't been looking for it. Yeah. And the same thing could happen if they just dialed into this a bit more. Because I yeah. I genuinely do think I. I like I say, I, I'm confused by it, but I think I'm confused because the film is so bad. But I think I do come down on the side of actually she's fucking brilliant in this film. The film just doesn't support her. Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, I've been looking, um, let's say today, mainly I'm just doing a little bit of research. Um, critically at the time it was panned. as It's widely regarded as one of the worst films ever made. Um, but... In hindsight, you know, it's gained that cult following. It more than made its money back in home release. It didn't. It didn't make its money back on in the cinema. I think it, it cost forty-five million dollars. It made about thirty, but it's made well over hundred million dollars in home release. So, you know, commercially, yes, okay, it's it made it made quite a lot of profit. So it's fine. But actually, a lot of critics from the time have gone back and watched it and gone, you know what? That's not actually that fucking bad. I mean, um, oh, what's his name? Again, um, Roger Ebert, who's also a fairly um, prominent critic. Um, he 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 wrote a second review on it, um, which was which was you know, quite lukewarm. It was, uh, it, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's you now get a, you know, two out of four stars. Um, somebody else gave on a, a cinema score gave it a, a C grade. So you know, in terms of you know, an A to A to F grade, you know, they gave it a C. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just kind of mixed up. And I think that's probably right. And I mean, yeah. So on the surface, it's fucking dog shit. Um, but when you no. Know, you start looking for nuance and you start, so you start looking for elements of performance. You start looking at the way they've handled things. And I think you're right. If, if you had two, if you were to split this into two films, probably shoot another 30 minutes of the A plot. Mm-hmm. And you've got yourself a very, a very different film, but a very gritty film about somebody who has them. They, they've gone with their aspirations have found themselves falling short. And that's not, they're working towards it, but while living in a real world, much like people do every fucking day. Not yeah. everybody gets to live their dreams, so people people will respond to that character better because she is trying. She's mm-hmm. working. You know, she's trying her hardest. She's found us. You know, she's fallen on hard times, and she. But she is working her way up. She's trying to trying to improve her station. That no, that's a film. That, as you said, we've seen that so many times, and I'd I'd pay to watch that again. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other side of it, I said, which would just be Spunky Cabaret. I, mm. I can get on board with that because, again, there's a story to be told there. Yeah, and, and that you know, that gives you your in for your satire and your exploitation and stuff. Yeah, which is so, which I feel is what they want. That's the film they want to make. Yeah, and I think I that think. it's the execution has been the problem with this. I think that the, the problem, I say, the, the main problem for me is the script. It doesn't know which of those it's trying to make, mm-hmm. and because it's trying to do both, it doesn't. It hasn't really achieved any sort of melding. They don't join together at any point. There's no cohesion between them. No. Um, and I think that's that's the problem for me is that it doesn't tally. Um, some of the dialogue is god awful, which never helps. Yeah, appalling. Yeah. And some some of the delivery um, with a lot of the actors is fucking appalling. Um, I'm reading a quote from Carl McLaughlin at the moment, actually saying um, when he when he saw it at the premiere, he hadn't seen it before the premiere. And he went in, he's like, "What the fuck is this? This is awful. This is horrible." And you know, to distance himself from the project, he didn't really talk about it. And I saw it again a number of years later. He's saying, "Actually, you know what? It's not what I thought it was, but actually, no, it has a place. It, you know, it, it does a job. It's just not the job that we thought we were doing when we made it. And maybe with a different cast, with a different director, maybe it would have come off differently. So, I think that's pro- that's possibly. I mean, we've said that over the last two hours. But I think that's possibly the right way to look at it. Is that 
the intention was or there was an intention there i think they just blew the execution and that's the biggest problem with it is that what we get isn't what they were trying to do i think so and i think actually i don't know too much of the history behind the 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 project so this is all supposition on my part but it kind of feels to me like a a classic classic example of the hollywood system just going tits up this is clearly an executive sat around going okay we've got this script there's loads of tits in it it's trying to say something about exploitation stuff like that uh okay well verhoeven's coming off the back of basic instinct that had tits in it that was really successful yeah. we can sell this is from the director of basic instinct yeah okay let's get that guy and i'm sorry but director and and material are just completely mismatched yeah now whether well i could be completely wrong okay you could have had a hand in 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 the production of this project he could have gone looking for it for all i know but he's mismatched to this project he absolutely is um this this has got schumacher written all over it and i would watch that film a hundred times even baz lerman yeah he he wouldn't have had he he wouldn't have got the satire on the nose like schumacher would have but even even baz lerman could have could have tuned yeah but i mean i think the writer i think i think the writer also wrote basic instincts which is where the verhoeven connection came from so there's the connection yeah so maybe maybe verhoeven did have more to do with actually you know with the production of it but that's what it feels like to me is that actually it's a misfire in a boardroom somewhere before it even gets in front of a camera oh here's your misfire I'll, i'll read the quote from from the wiki page um, so the guy, the writer's name was Esther Has. I'm not. I'm sure I pronounced it wrong. I can't see his first name anyway. Came up with the idea for Showgirls while on vacation at his home in Hawaii. During lunch in Beverly Hills, Verhoeven told Esther he'd always loved big MGM musicals and wanted to make one. So why the fuck he ended up making this? God yeah, because this isn't that. Yeah. Esther uh, suggested the statement of set in Vegas based on the idea. He scribbled on a napkin. Esther was advanced two million dollars to write the script and picked up an additional $1.7 million when the studio produced it into a film. He got paid $4 million fucking dollars for this, to write it. And that, that explains the Verhoeven connection as well, because he helped seed it. So this was always going to be his project. It just sounds like it's not actually the project that he wanted to make, because it's hmm. certainly not a fucking it's MGM oh, Golden Age not. musical. It's nothing like that. No. Um, so, yeah, it's it's, like, it's just a fucking unmitigated disaster, if you ask me. Is it, you know, is it better than Mario? Absolutely not. I already spoiled that fucking... <laughs> I, and, and again, my my barometer for that now, as we watch increasingly bad films uh, for this show, my barometer for that has more become, like, what is the level of badness? Like, is it is it, you know, is it to the point where it's painful to watch? And actually, in places this is you know and, and yeah for all the intent and for all the good stuff that's in there they undo nearly all of that at the end and actually if you put again my ultimate barometer is put the two in front of me right now and yeah. which am i going to pick and it's going to be mario every single time over this horse shit and mario doesn't even have tits in it yeah well, that's Bob Hoskins in it <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> um yeah no i think i think you're right though i think that i mean i you know, we we've watched them absolutely fucking dog shit for this for the show and i'm sure that it'll get worse um but this has plumbed a pretty new low um for me just because it's it's such a mess i mean i i i've seen this probably four or five times now Mm -hmm. and as 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 a younger man um you look at it and go hey tits but when you start when you start looking at it critically and you start looking and thinking right okay yes it looks it looks fantastic and yes okay there's a lot of boobs in it but beyond that the story is confused to all fuck because there are two of them. There's there's a storyline which doesn't belong in here whatsoever, which is the James stuff. And what we do get with her past and her no the the 
the sort of slightly more psychotic, the slightly more frenetic parts of her character, we don't get enough of them early on for them to actually mean anything. No. And I think that's my biggest problem with it is that it's it's just all over the place. And because of that, it's very to watch it critically is very difficult to enjoy. So for me, yeah, I mean, it's not even in the same you know, it's not even the same fucking uh, same planet as, as Mario. No, I agree. This is this is right down there with Battlefield Earth on the uh, you know on the quality scale of films yeah. that we've watched for this for this show, um, which is a shame because I genuinely I I just keep coming back to the fact that I think there is something in here, and I and I think the quote you read from Cameron McLaughlin was interesting because as I said to you, it, it feels like that. It very much feels like the cast think they're making something else. Uh, certainly in Elizabeth Berkeley's case it does she she understands this character and she's giving us a character she really is like th- this is a this is actually it's not a fully formed character because she's not three-dimensional unfortunately but yeah. she's trying to make her that um, and 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 she is trying to do a character study it's just that the narrative doesn't doesn't support her at all and it's it's a shame because I think I'd really be up for that um, yeah but hey ho that's not what we got so no I mean, the, the writer sort of went off to, he, he did, um, uh, he and Verhoeven interviewed um, hundreds of strippers um, in the preparation of this, and they, you know, they, they, um, they, they, so they were looking at something, this being some sort of morality tale, and I think it just falls, I can see, the, you can see the intention. But I can, again, and you can see that in there, it's, yeah. It's, it's, they don't... They've tr- you can see what they're trying to do, they just don't achieve it. Um, and yeah, I think that's, no, that's the problem, that there's very much... Uh, no, I mean even from this from this interview they talk, they talk, um, where they talked about intervening strippers, that was their no, that was the point. So we talked about exploitation all along. This whole thing of you know, you've got these 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 men as of the, the center of the world, whereby they you know they control all these shows, they control the casinos, they control the dancers, and you know, the 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 women, the dancers, the, the 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 artists were quite frequently beaten or physically or verbally abused, raped. So uh, no, so, and this this is what they no, this this is what they were trying to talk about. So yeah, you can the intention is there, and mm. the seeding of it is there. It just doesn't go far enough to do that because yeah. there's too much other shit. As I said earlier, there's too much noise around it. Yeah, to actually get that message across. Definitely, um, it just needs more focus. Yeah, which is it's it's a, it's a shame because obviously it's a very important message, but it just gets lost in translation, unfortunately. Um, as always, um, well, we we love hearing people's thoughts on these because we do get some uh, some pearls back. So if you have a different opinion on that, let us know uh, on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website ddpodcast.net, where you can also check out previous episodes and our other shows as well. On Facebook and YouTube with the Double Down Podcast Network, uh, where we get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, etc. Like, share, subscribe, leave us a message. We can back to you as best we can. But until next time, see you later.